What's happening, Star Wars family? Welcome to Lifesaver Radio, the most outrageous Star Wars show on the web. And today, we're going to be talking about something special. We're going to be talking about George Lucas's idea for the sequel. Now, we've had plenty of time to sit back and to do the research. Like, me and, me and Garrison have been oh, researching yeah, yeah. this for about two weeks now. And we done found a lot of information. But before we get off to that, let's drop the intro and then we'll get into our housebreaker and then we will jump into the wonderful world of George Lucas's mind. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hello there. Okay, so like I said, we're going to be looking at the Star Wars sequel trilogy from George Lucas's point of view, the the treatments that he gave to Disney. Now, when you're thinking about things you know and you're thinking about what you think George Lucas would have done and then if you think that George Lucas's ideas would have been better than Disney remember that Disney didn't just throw away his thing I watched about seven interviews and I read a whole <laughs> bunch of different interviews on him and they used a lot of the stuff that he had in the they, treatments they use like ideas and like themes but yeah they didn't, like they didn't use exactly yeah. what he was what exactly what he right. wanted to do but they used there were similarities a lot of there's a lot of similarities but there was also some shit that i'm i'm not surprised disney threw out like because like i was like what the fuck are you talking about george yeah but we'll get into that we will get into that but first we have a tradition here at Lightsaber Radio. You know, something to get our outrageous juices flowing. You know, we call it the housebreaker, pun intended. Usually Garrison will ask us a question, get, you know, come up, and then we just try to come up with our most outrageous answers we possibly can. But today, today, I was going to ask it, but I forgot to write it oh. down. Oh. And I don't remember what it was. So, Garrison, <laughs> you're going to be the one that has to do it. Because I had a really good one, but I forgot to write it down. Oh, and sure, I sure. What it was. It was really, really good, I promise you. But I, I, I fucked around. Man, I'm telling you, man, I forget shit. Like, my wife will tell me something I forget, like, in five minutes. Like, I forget everything. Like, I forget my grandkids' names and shit. I'd be like, what the hell is my... I had to ask my wife. It's part of MS. It just fucks with my memory. I can't, I can't remember shit for some reason. But Garrison's gonna drop the intro video and then ask that question. All right, let's do it. Okay, before we get into the question, we're gonna say what's up to Chris, what's up to Nielsen, what's up, Star Wars team leader? As always, Star Wars team leader is at work. I'm sorry, Star Wars team leader, that you got to work on Saturday. That sucks. Um, You're missing Chris says football. he's moving today, but he'll stay around as long as he can. He just stopped by to say hi, and if he can pop in and out, he will. And then uh, Nelson's here. And, you know, of course, everybody else will pop in as we go. Okay, so, Garrison, 
What's the Hoffbreaker today? Okay. What the Hoth crazy breaker, ass shit that you came up with today? I, it's not crazy, but it, 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 it like preludes what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. What to you? What do you love about George Lucas Star Wars? And what do you what love I, about Disney Star Wars? And what do you dislike about George Lucas? What do you dislike about Disney? You know what I mean? Because they are different, but they do have their own qualities. So to you, what makes George Lucas Star Wars, I mean, so good? Um, that it was a, it, it seemed more of a linear story. Even though there was big gaps in it, you know what I'm saying? Like 20 years difference between, you know, Return of the Jedi and, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not Return of the Jedi, but um, Revenge of the Sith and the New Hope, there was like a 20 year blank in there that was kind of like, what the fuck happened, George? Why didn't you feel that? You could have done like five movies that just filled all that shit in. Um, or did, you know, five for the prequel trilogy or prequel quacks, whatever the fuck terminology used for five movies. You could have done that. But I like the way that it, 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 it was, it was linear even though he started in right. the middle it was linear because you went from luke to luke and vader at the end then you go back you find out about princess leia vader you know what i'm saying you find out how anakin became vader you know because that was a question like what makes this dude just he had two kids and he's just a fucking asshole and turned to the dark side and try to take over the galaxy why and then right. george explained that to us and you know but both trilogies they did was linear and then you have Disney. What I like about Disney is Disney has the ability to make great films. They do. They have the they ability. Have the the films were spectacularly yeah. looking. They look fucking beautiful. This, the, I, I will uh, give it to you. I'm, you know, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of sequels, but goddamn, they had some amazing visuals. Dude, that, that shit looked great. The fucking editing was good. The, you know, the 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 the, the, the problem was the story. You know what I'm saying? Right. The way, and it wasn't even so much the story because if you took that story and you put it away from and you didn't say it was the sequel trilogy, it's a good overall story. You know, you, you, you had new characters, get rid of Luke and Leia and put two brand new characters in, get rid of Han. You could even have Chewie and C-3PO and R2 and all them in there as they're still around. Right. But you didn't have to have Han and Leia and Luke in it and you could have took them out, put other people in there and just, or, you know, changed up the storyline just a little bit to not include them. And it would have been a fucking great fucking story. It just right. didn't fit with the sequel, the prequel and the, uh, and the original trilogy. It just didn't fit together. But overall, they're not bad stories. It was just, I, it just didn't fit. But visually, you know, everything that's, that, that Disney does is visually fucking awesome like th right. there's nothing even fucking book of boba fett the only thing i wouldn't say was visually awesome was the obi-wan kenobi series and that wasn't even the, the visuals was bad just the unnecessary camera shakes for no reason just made it almost unbearable to watch i don't know what the point of uh deborah child to do why she chose to do that or allow the uh the <laughs> um the the cameraman to do that it just uh, it just didn't make sense but anyway they it all looked good i mean their right. visuals is great that that new dome that they built just for star wars well not just for star wars but for everything that disney does is freaking spectacular the you get so much better backgrounds the depth of field that you get from the background to the to the person and they could be standing right next to it because they can manipulate the background and do all that stuff in camera makes it so much better 
than what we are used to when it comes to aesthetics. The aesthetics of Disney is freaking phenomenal. Right. I, and I'd agree with that. Disney definitely uh, blown away by like the visuals in Disney. They had some amazing visuals. And while the story wasn't necessarily fleshed out, the visuals were great. Um, I agree with you, George Lucas. One of the things that sets him apart is it, it seems like he had the whole story planned out and the whole story fit so well together that it was believable. It felt like this could actually happen. Um, it made sense together. Uh, like the timeline was just so flushed out that it made sense, right? And we haven't seen that the same way as we have as Disney. Disney hasn't been able to do it the same way. Um, and not to put down and not, and not to put down Disney a lot of that comes from having different directors like yeah. what do you expect um, no matter how well your story is when you have different directors and you're bouncing back and forth like that it's going to be really hard to make your timeline feel flushed out and cohesive um, so that was one thing that I loved about George another thing is how, how well he incorporated like these underlying themes um, in the prequels, you see how good people turn bad and how a good republic can turn bad and how over time corruption can take hold in a person and in a government and in people in general. Well, I um, mean, just and the war took such a high toll on yeah. everybody. Look at the Jedi. I mean, they were just right. they're supposed to be peacekeepers. They're not supposed to be generals. And it, and it reflects real life so well in those themes of how and I can just corruption imagine, can happen. Like I can just imagine if you look at like and, and a lot of people say, you know, are oh, you just put down the original trilogy and the prequel trilogies because they don't look good as the I'm not putting down the original trilogy. They're my fucking best ever. They're my original and prequels are my favorite. Agreed. But but I and I don't ever put that down um, because of the fact that I know that George didn't. I mean, we the, Disney couldn't do what Disney is doing without George. George was the pioneer of of CGI of that you know creating something from nothing. And so I don't put it down for that. It just was not physical. I mean, if George could right. redo the fucking original and the prequel trilogy now with the fucking technology we have now, oh my God, that shit, like, don't change the story none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do redo them. And I mean, even look at the difference between the original and the prequel and how much better it looked. Because right. you have better technology. So, um, you know, and that's another reason that I kind of shit on Disney a little bit is because you guys don't, you have the ability to make just about anything. Like right. fucking make anything look good. You just got to do a better story. You, you know, well, yeah, the story I think, would be better. Well, like I, I said, like be. George, he does have a better job at story, and he does a better job of incorporating those themes. Right, like a theme in the in the prequels was that corruption can take place in a human and in a, like government. Everybody. But then also in the in the original trilogy, you see that theme of redemption and hope. Um, and the, I just think he does a lot better job of incorporating these deeper meetings into well, his story. And, um, and I would say Disney, that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and I would, I would include that, you know what I'm saying, he is better at not letting the secondary characters overpower the main character of the thing. We all know that Anakin was the main character of the prequels. We know that Luke was the main character of the originals. And you had all these great other characters in there. 
all these great secondary characters and they weren't they didn't overdo the rip the, the main character the main character stayed the main character they just they they almost made the main character better because of how good they were right you know what I'm saying? And George was really good at writing that in when he was writing down the, 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 the stories. And it's not just George. We can't forget all the wonderful editors and, you know, everybody else that was there to put in their inputs and tell them, I, I think this would be better, George, if we did it like this. And George was like, yeah, I think you might be right. Because that happens on the set. That It happens all the time on the set. So, and George doesn't look like an asshole that would just be like, no, we're going to do it like this. He, he looks like somebody that would, you know, take good c criticism and be like, you know, that's a better idea. He's the type, I, and from what I heard, Maybe. he's really a hard ass to work with. Yeah, because he, he does take, advantage. <laughs> yeah, he, he does take, you know what I'm saying, in consideration what other people said. Right. Other than now, his ex-wife, because he didn't want to, he, he wanted to leave the whole original movie the way it was, and she was like, "No, we right. need to cut out all this bullshit," and they did it, and it turned out great. Um, right now, Disney. Real quick before hand. we, real quick before you finish we finish my thought, you never okay, let me go, finish go my thought. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you got George Lucas. Then Disney, on the other hand, you're right. They're better on visuals. They got the budget. They have a lot more money to make a higher quality actual film. But meanwhile right their story's not the same and i would argue their themes are a lot more superficial and not as flushed out as george george did a really good job at doing those themes of redemption and corruption disney's it's it's a lot it's not as deep i would argue well um, and but i think that also i think that also comes with the the main difference between the two is george lucas like where why they're making their stories George Lucas had a story he wanted to tell. The story came first. This inspiration came first, and he wanted to make it into a movie. Disney, yeah. it was more, hey, we have Star Wars. We need to make a Star Wars story because we want to make, make more money. money and capitalize huh. on this Star Wars. So it well, comes. I mean, and then bottom when you line, just spend, when yeah. you just spent billions of dollars to buy, you got to recoup your right. money back. So you need to and get no, stuff out fast. Exactly, and no amount of money can buy inspiration and so I, I that's where i think a big part of it comes from where george lucas had this passion for his story that he wanted to bring to life and disney doesn't have that same passion right and well, you can you know, argue and if some people can like the sequels and good more power to you but i think you can argue that george lucas had a lot more passion for i mean i like the sequels and the fact of what they are but i just don't think you know i really don't think they fit in with the with the original and the right. prequel trilogy they just don't fit together they're, they're not right the, the stories overall ain't bad stories they just don't fit and it, it makes right. it weird and as we you know talk about as we talk about george lucas's uh his idea for the trilogies er, for the sequels and comparing it to disney's i think what we'll see is the difference in passion and where this story is coming from versus well, hey, we need to know, capitalize off of Disney versus here's my story that I want to continue. And um, some things are better, some things are way worse, but I think that is a common element. Um, want to say thanks to Bodie right quick. He said uh, he gave us a super sticker. Uh, thank you, Bodie, for that. Uh, Star Wars team leader says next Saturday. No work will be at Monster Fest with my Star Wars group. We will have you guys playing on the table again for people to see. Thanks, Star Wars team leader. We really appreciate that. Um, and then Bodhi said, I would argue that 
OT has less overall cohesion than the sequels. Prequels, perfect cohesion. Nothing in the sequel is worse than Luke kissing his sister goodbye. Well, he didn't know it was his sister yet. Which, right. I don't know, I think they kind of, you would know right. that you're that's queen, fair. man. Yeah, but that, that that's a fair point. Like, that wasn't, I I think uh, his flushed out cohesive timeline didn't really come into play until episode six and the original trilogy, right? The whole sister thing, that is that is a good example of like, all right, that's, you're right, that's a little weird. And the sequel trilogy, I mean, it, it was coherent. It just didn't, like, a lot of it didn't make sense because of what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, how is this chick just learned how to use the force yesterday and now she's fucking dope? Right. You know what I'm saying? How did, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 and I understand where they was coming from. You know, you can't have, and at this time, and it's not even being racist. I don't even think it was being racist, but you can't have a black main actor. And I think really Finn was supposed to be the main actor. He was supposed to be the, the, the main person that the story was based Definitely on. Definitely bigger than he was. Yeah. And, and that's the way they portrayed it at the beginning. The Force woke him up. You know, the Force Awakens, that's the name of the story. And at the very beginning, that's what happens. It woke him up. He didn't want to shoot. He knew it was wrong. And the Force told him that. And then to not give him Force abilities was kind of like just, it, was, it just didn't make any sense whatsoever. It was the most non-coherent thing I've ever seen in any film. Um, and then there was just a lot of things that didn't make sense. Luke running and hiding and 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 doing that it just that didn't make sense like why are you gonna run and hide just because you tried to kill your nephew you know what i'm saying like what, what does that got to do with shit well i don't think you he know? would even try to kill his nephew in the first place <laughs> you know yeah like why would you kill your nephew and you redeemed your father that was like killed half the galaxy you know what i'm saying just a lot of stuff just didn't make a lot of sense that's why i said if you just took the sequel trilogy and you watched it by itself and you never seen the original or the prequel trilogy it's not bad i right, mean there's still some things story, but you know what i'm saying it's still something because just at that beginning scene it's going to captivate you to watch it all the way to the end because you're all of us watched it like when is for when is Finn gonna get his force abilities? Because the the force talked to Finn. You know what I'm saying? So like when is he gonna get his ability? So you're watching it wondering when this is gonna happen. And you know, even with Ray, you know what I'm saying, being like, you know, having force ability, it, it gave you something to bitch about. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh look, this chick can use a force instantly. You know what I'm saying? She'd pick it up yeah. big ass boulders. You know what I'm saying? And she ate shit. You know what I'm saying? But it was captivating. You wanted to know who who, who she was. Right. Uh, the story itself was not bad. It just didn't fit with the original and the prequel trilogy. It was like, what the hell right. is this? And then the way that they took Luke, Leia, and Han out was just... I, I feel, this is just my personal feeling, like Disney was stomping on George Lucas. Like, we're going to kill all your original fucking characters. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how I feel. I thought it was more of a smack in the face to do that. Even though George says in his in his idea luke was still gonna die yeah but you know what I'm saying? he wasn't gonna die like that yeah not like that not like a punk you know what i'm saying he, he wasn't I, gonna you know die. what i mean i think george was planning on sending him off more of a hero's death, a hero like he deserved <laughs> um but disney didn't so i guess let's go into yeah we can some go of into the things, what some of the actual elements that george lucas was gonna do okay so first off George still had a basis on the the third or the, the his sequel trilogy that the main character was still it was going to be a woman. So that is something that Disney took from 
Right. Um, the from his treatment was going to be a woman. She had two different names at two different times during his uh, treatment of episode seven. Um, one of them was Kara, there was Thea. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He, he kind of ended from what he said at the end of it, he was, Kara was the one that's gonna be the, the, the name of the person, which we got a Kara in Rogue One, so they kind of used part of, I think, I think everybody read his treatment of Seven um, and kind of got ideas of what they, um, of what George was kind of going for. Now, the two main characters, uh, she was gonna be the main character, but the, we was gonna still have Luke and Leia being like the real main main characters. Well, yeah, Luke, the focus Luke is going to be well because like it talks about like the the prequels were about the father, the originals were about the son, and then the sequels were meant to be about the daughter and the grandkids. And if you go back and you look at that, was kind of important in the Mortis arc because you had the father, the daughter, and the son. Right. Then you go back and you look at some other Star Wars references and rebels and clone is the father the daughter and the son there's a lot of father daughter son stuff that was involved in star wars when george, when george was in control of it right so but you had luke skywalker he was restarting the jedi right and you had leia restarting the new republic you know what i'm saying she was the head of she was the chancellor of the new republic which and, I would argue is super like believable to their characters. Yeah, Luke. I mean, that's exactly what you would expect Luke to do. Um, and granted, they did have that in the sequels uh, a little bit, but it was more. We saw more of Luke like giving up on life rather than starting the Jedi Order. And then and, Leia, you have that strong female lead, but also like the type of leader that she was where she was a great leader and 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 a good kind of politician. I know when we say politician, we think bad thoughts, but she was a good politician. Yeah. You know what I she mean? She had the overall, the overall characteristics of everybody in the New Republic on her mind. She was looking like, we cannot right. let go back to the old ways. We we got to stay, you know, focused and make sure that we're, we're appealing to everybody in the galaxy, not just a select few or not just um you know just a good leader yeah right? just, go, and, just overall and, good leader yeah yeah exactly yeah, right. yeah and i definitely like kind of that female lead that they had her in in kind of leading this new republic um i think and, it was well done um so there was a uh um and here, let me click over here right quick, because I do have some concept art about what they kind of wanted her to look like. Um, let's go share screen. Uh, so just let me, I'm just gonna explain what this kind of looks like for all the listeners that are just listening over on Spotify and Apple and stuff like that. It's a fairly attractive young woman and it looks kind of like she's she's holding a lightsaber and she kind of looks like she got uh, maybe looped down on the ground. Like maybe she defeated him, she finally got better than the master of sword play and she defeated him and she got her saber pointed at her. She got some smile on her, like a little grin on her face. She looks fairly attractive. And you could have done you know? the same actress too. 
Yeah, I mean, because Ray is not unattractive. I mean, she's attractive. She's attractive. And she did not do now, a bad job I, playing her. I mean, the only thing I'd argue, she does look uncoordinated when she's doing the lightsaber fights. Yeah, she doesn't look like it. the most coordinated actress. But you know what I'm saying? You could have you could have kept um Daisy really as Ray, you know, or as Vader Kira, whatever they wanted to name her, because like Tyon was another name. Um there was a couple names that they that they used. Right. Um there's another picture, it looks like the same female, and she got a bunch of them laser droids, you know, the training um balls that are flying around. She's holding the stick and you know, she's just training. Basically, she's Kira's training. Um, then they go into this one. Looks, this is just a sketch of the person, and this sketch is a little bit like she got some markings on her forehead, so she might not be full full human. She might be, you know, uh, of a different, you know, like a breed of species, or you know, like two right. species. Um, Sketches are hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, because she has markings on her face, but she could be, you know, saying. Uh, uh, alien hybrid with human or she could be you know what I'm saying just tattoos but she looks like I wouldn't say this is the most attractive picture of somebody she looks maybe like she's a little oriental um, she got kind of some slanted eyes thinner lips but she doesn't look bad and I mean this is just a sketch this is, I mean, you're not gonna see it. So having a an attractive lead female character, it seems like the way that Disney went and that George Lucas <laughs> wanted to go. Right. And then this one is a is another sketch. This woman looks like she it looks might, like it might be the same character though. Nah, because this is. I mean, she looks like she got dreadlocks. She got a thicker she's nose. Got the same it might kind be of a, markings. Yeah, she got the same markings right. on her forehead and on her lip. Um, nose is a little bit thicker. She got dreadlocks. This might be a um, a black woman. She does look, yeah. Um, and overall, I mean, I, I don't give a shit as long as she attractive. She could whoever wants whoever wants to play his character as long as she attract she's attractive. Um, <laughs> as long it, as she's attractive. Yeah, I don't. Kyle's happy. No, <laughs> I don't want to look at no ugly girl for three hours or for eight hours while I'm watching these sequel trilogies. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Is it, it for the for the first part? Like they, she looked like a good character. Um, uh, George also conceived uh, Luke Skywalker is hiding in a world in a cave after some something traumatic. So that's something else that they use, or at least is it. And let me refresh a lot. This is all different. All stuff that we I found off a of different resources. Yeah, you know I didn't what I'm saying? find like, that. I didn't different find different things. Um, so uh, they're they from different articles, different different interviews. So we're taking these with a grain of salt, anyway. Now I do have some stuff that George Lucas himself said, but this was right. just one of the articles that was said. He wanted him to he he likened the hero of, of Colonel Coots from the Apocalypse Now, and the treatment George handed over uh, Luke was um, Luke Skywalker was hiding in a cave, uh, and he did die in Episode uh, Eight. So he was still that's Episode Eight, right? Five, six, episode seven, eight. Episode nine. Yeah. Is that nine? Oh. Five, five, six, seven. From eight, what right? I found, he was supposed to die in Episode Nine. So. And this is just one person. This is just one person saying this. Um, then um, 
one of the major things, and, and this is something I was super excited about, one of the major things for Villainy in his sequel trilogy, we were going to have an older Darth Maul. Yes. And then his apprentice was going to be Darth Talon. Which, and this is George actually said this in in several interviews, which I like that a lot better. And the reason being, it doesn't one the whole Palpatine returns thing is avoided. The idea of Palpatine returning just it's not great um, for a couple reasons. One, he just pops up out of nowhere. That's a little weird. But two, it kind of like makes it makes. Uh, the original trilogy like pointless what was the point of darth vader turning good like what was what was the point of all this if he's still around like some chosen one you know what i mean and um, i like that it's darth maul where you can have a powerful strong scary villain without while him still being a different villain than palpatine and a different yeah. style of villain and from from what i found out in the treatment basically leia's fighting and Luke is fighting against Darth Maul and Darth Talon. Not so much like lightsaber to lightsaber, but at this point, Darth Maul has control of all the criminal syndicates. And he's trying to make a like a worldless or a, a governmentless universe. Like there is no government. There's nobody to tell the criminals what they can and cannot do. Basically the a, criminals have the power, yeah. Have the power. Wars, yeah. Darth Talon is like the new Darth Vader, but way more seductive. You know what I'm saying? She's trying to... Oh, I, I mean, yeah, Darth Vader's not too seductive, buddy. You take any girl with fucking skimpy outfit, that's more seductive than a guy in a big giant suit. <laughs> yeah, so, and she's way more seductive. She tries to seduce Luke, you know what I'm saying? And tries to do a bunch of seduce people. She goes in... You know, looking beautiful like she is, and it stabs you through the heart with a lightsaber. Not a great, not a great feeling. Um, but she, uh, but this is where things get weird. Okay, all that stuff right there, I love all them ideas. Them is great ideas for a, a, a trilogy. Now, one interview, George Lucas said that yeah. he was still going to do the redemption factor. At the end, old ass Darth Maul was going to turn good. And I was like, "What the fuck? Darth Maul turned into the good guy? Like, dude, yeah, that, that I'm that, not a, f- I, I don't I'm not, think I'm I'm not a fan of that. that. Like, leave Darth Maul the bad guy. He needs to be. He's one of my favorite bad guys. Don't fuck him up and make him a good guy. You did that with Vader, and it was like ruined part of Vader for me. I Darth Maul just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no, I didn't like it. Um, and then the other thing was. There was going to be a microbiotic world. Yeah. But in this world of creatures that are operating in, in world is basically, they're, they're saying world, but it's really the galaxy. But in this galaxy of creatures that operate differently than we do, and they call them the wheels. Now we all know about the wheels of the force, you know what I'm saying? But this is something that, that I didn't understand. And the wheels are the ones that are actually in control of the universe and they feed off the force. Now, when I read this, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, yeah, they're like the gods of Star Wars universe. Yeah, but they live within inside the midichlorians. So right. they're like little bitty fucking. They're like micro biotic or microorganisms that live inside of a microorganism. Right. Like it, 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 
and when George and, gets to talking about this, it's right. like freaking weird. Like, what what do you, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, and this I don't is know. one of the, this is one of the instances where like George has great ideas, but sometimes <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right, buddy. Like, just really well, thing just is a little this. bit. It's just a little bit weird. I mean, it's it's a lot like because George's original idea was Jar Jar to be the Sith Lord, right? I think it's an example of like George has good ideas, but every once in a while he gets carried away. So maybe reel it in a bit. Well, my thought process is this. most of the time when I read something that George says or something that he he's been dictated saying, I can visualize that in my head, and I can be like, oh yeah, that might be cool. This right. I can't visualize this in my head. Like what what? So you got the force fighting the force within the force user and like like ain't that the dark and the light side they do have we already seen that like the dark side and the light side but they're feeding off the force and i'm like dude the the, the wheels is the wheels was kind of like the, the like they're not fighting they're not fighting in the force they don't take sides they they're they're the wheels you know right. what i'm saying they they're the they're the like the the architects of you know what I'm saying? Like the lecture, the, the the literature, the the they write down everything. They don't get involved. They don't, you know, they're not on the dark side or the light side or none of that. They're just like, they're like librarians that are writing down everything that happens in the galaxy. And you know what I'm saying? If they're needed at a point, they might step in and do something. But for whatever side, because the other side is just, it's gonna throw off the balance. And I, I was like, what the hell? What are these microorganisms? Um, but I, George said back in the day, I used to say ultimately that they, what this means is that we're just cars, vehicles for the wheels to travel around in. We're vessels for them and the conduit and the conduit is the midichlorians. The midichlorians are the ones that communicate with the wheels. The wheels in general sense, they are the force. So it's like, all right, wait a minute. So for six things, six movies, the medical based sequel trilogy and prequel trilogy, we found out about midichlorians. The midichlorians is what allowed a person to be able to use the force. The higher your midichlorian count is, the more force you have, the more force ability you have. Now you're telling me the midichlorians are just the communicator for the wheels. And the wheels in general sense, they are the force. It's like, all right, now, now you're confusing it. I'm just confused. Like, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I agree. I, yeah, I think uh, the force is meant to be like this mysterious, powerful element. And when you get too like specific about all those little things, it gets a little bit weird. Um, Star Wars team leader says someone porked a uh, Gamorrean. Next trilogy, Palpatine is the tank-like snake Snoke and somehow Jar Jar has returned. Um, yeah, I hope that don't ever happen. Then uh, George goes on to say, all the way back to when the Jedi and the Force and everything, the whole concept of how things happened was laid out completely from the beginning to the end. But I never got to finish it, and I never got to tell people about it. Um, and I don't know, it might have been a good thing you didn't get to tell people about that because it's like. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about, George? The midichlorians is that that's all we understand. We don't need the wheels. We don't need all this other shit. Like, cause and then trying to visualize that on a screen is just gonna be weird. 
Like, I cannot picture how you're going to visualize that on a screen in a Star Wars movie to make it understandable. Like, I can't, I can't, like, I, I say it for like, I don't know, three, four hours. And I'm sitting there, I got, you know what I'm saying, I got Adobe open and I'm trying to figure out a way to, to visualize this to where it would make sense without going into looking like, you know what I'm saying, we got a Jedi on a on a fucking table and they're cutting them open and doing an autopsy and checking. Like, other than that, there's no way to, to explain this. So, I was like, and I don't want to see that in a Star Wars movie. I don't care. <laughs> like, why would I care about that? That's just not something that I would care about. But that's just me personally. Other people might be interested in that. But if I want to watch that stuff, I can watch NCIS or something. And you, know, you can see all type of autopsies and stuff like that. It just didn't make sense. Right. Um, so, yeah, granted, like, in saying this, like, yeah, it's fun to talk about George Lucas' trilogy and compare it to the what we are and compare it to what we got. But it's definitely not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just from the sounds of it. Now, like, if George Lucas, Lucas is created, because I, I know everybody, everybody said when he was making the original trilogy, you're crazy. This was never going to work. Never going to be any good. They said it about the prequel trilogy, right. and he was able to do it. So he might have a different thing in his imagination. But from what I'm reading, of you, this is him saying it is not. It doesn't make any sense. But you also have great examples of like some episodes that he didn't direct ended up being very good. Like episode five, George Lucas didn't direct it. Yeah, and it's probably now, one. It's probably the high, was, Empire Strikes Back right. is the highest rated. Right. And while he was like there and he was there every single day and he definitely had a big hand in it, he didn't direct it. So I think it goes to show like while George Lucas, like as awesome as he was and as awesome as ideas as his ideas were, like sometimes when he's not in absolute total control and you get some other people's ideas in there, it can still go really well. Yeah, I mean, and it, 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 it could possibly happen, but I just don't know how. Right. Um, then he said, if I held on to the company, I could have done it. And then it would have been done. Of course, a lot of the fans would have hated it. Right, just like right, they right. did the Phantom Menace and everything. But at least the whole story from beginning to end would have been told. And it would have been his story. That, like, I would love to see that. Like, if George just said, hey, I'm making three more Star Wars movies, Disney, you're going to let me do it. And it's going to be remake of the sequel trilogy and then people can just watch what they want to watch. I would love to see that because I would love to see what what his idea was. But that right there, like the whole wheels thing, I was like, wait a minute. Um, uh, As a part of the book of the Star Wars archives, episode one through three, uh, 1999 through 2005. Also, Paul Duncan interviewed George Lurkins. During this interview, George talked more about his plans for his sequel trilogy. So we're going to go through that right quick. Um, so Paul, first off, what about stormtroopers? They look robotic, but they're not. He was looking at one of the treatments, uh, the, the the concept art. Okay. Um, George Lucas says, how do you know what they are? Um, Paul, and Paul says, uh, did you have a different idea of what they were? George Lucas said, yeah, they started out as clones. Once all the clones were killed, the Empire picked up recruits, like the militia. They fought, but they weren't very good at what they did. Paul then asked, you know, that's why they kept missing. Um, George said, that's why they kept missing. Then after Rebels won, there were no more Star Troopers in my vision of the third trilogy. 
So there wasn't right. going to be no stormtroopers in the third trilogy. So you got right. all like all the remnants of of the um, like the Empire remnants and Thrawn and all that shit. None of that shit was going to exist in in his trilogy, which I don't know if I'm so happy about because I'm kind of happy to see Thrawn. I'm kind of happy to see Ahsoka in, in the TV right. show. You know what I'm now, saying? But I also like the idea of how the trilogy was meant to take place after a little bit of time. Yeah, it's at 20 like years. It didn't pick up, yeah, it didn't pick up immediately after. So I think that gives us enough time to kind of get rid of the remnants yeah. of the Empire. And I mean, so, and they could have they could have still brought in Thrawn. They could have still right. brought in Ahsoka because it's a, it, from what George says, a twenty. It was twenty years from basically it's twenty years each time. Twenty years from the end of the one, or eighteen years, basically twenty years, and then twenty right. years to to the to the next so, one. So like, next I'm tool. okay. I'm okay with not having Stormtroopers because he, if he did the other nine and say Disney did sell Star and say Disney sold Star Wars to Disney, they could have still came out with all these different things that would have still led up to this. You know, and it, they everything that they made right now would have still made sense because it would have just ended when. Thrawn and them got would have got took out by Luke and them, and right. it would have been done. It would have been more based on the legends, because in legends, once Thrawn dies, the emperor, the empire basically dies. So that would give a good opportunity, you know, what I'm saying for Maul to come in, an older Maul, new new uh, apprentice, Dark Talon to come in, and that starts the next trilogy. So no matter if it was his trilogy or Disney trilogy, it was still they could have still made the Mandalorian, they could have still made all this stuff because it was a 20 year gap in there. Um. He said he had planned for the first trilogy to be about the father, the second trilogy about the son, and the third trilogy to be about the daughter and the grandchildren, which we've already discussed that, which I think was a good idea. I mean, and basically, that's where they went because even though it was about, it was about, we still had Kylo Ren, which was a grandchild. We still had another grandchild, you know what I'm saying, with Ray being Palpatine's grandchild. So, they still kept to the, the the premise. I'm not saying that they followed it exactly because they didn't, but they kept to the premise. They kept some of the ideas that George had in it, which I respect that, even though Bob Iger, Iger and original, from what I read in the Bob Iger interview, and there's a Bob Iger interview, you can go watch it on YouTube, that Bob Iger said that they was going to use, they basically when they were signing in the deal, they, was gonna, they said that they was going to use George's stuff, and then they just, as soon as they signed the deal, they just threw it out the fucking window. Right. Um, but he said episode seven, eight, and nine would take an idea of what happened after the Iraq war. Okay, you fought the war. You killed everybody. Now you're going to do it. Rebuild after is rebuilding afterwards is harder than starting a rebellion for or fighting of the war. When you win the war, you have to disband the opposition army. What do they do? The stormtroopers will be like Saddam Hussein. Um, Basis fighters that join ISIS and keep fighting on. The stormtroopers refuse to give up when the Republic wins. Now, this is George Lucas's own words. So basically, he's explaining. Well, I this was something I didn't get in his answers because he said there wasn't going to be no stormtroopers by the time seven started. Now he's saying the stormtroopers would be like Saddam Hussein, uh, Bathurst fighters, and join ISIS and keep fighting. Um, the stormtroopers refuse to give up when the Republic wins. That's kind of going back before 20 years. 
because that would have be something happen. So did he have something else planned? But he says it's episode seven, so that that was kind of confusing. They want to be stormtroopers forever, so they go as far corners of the galaxy, start their own country, uh, their own country, and their own rebellion. Um, there's a power vacuum, so gangsters like the Huts are taking advantage of the situation, and there's chaos. The key person is Darth Maul, who had been uh, resurrected in the Clone Wars cartoon, and he brings all the gangs together. Um, then Paul Duncan says, was Darth Maul the main villain? George Lucas says, yeah, but he was very old, and we have two versions of him. One is set with his cybernetic legs like a spider, and the later on he has metal legs and he was a little bit bigger more of a superhero we right. did all of this animated series and was and it was a bunch of episodes Darth Maul trains a girl Darth Talon who was from the comic books as his apprentice she was she was the new Darth Vader and more seductive and most of the action was with her so these two main villains of the trilogy, Maul eventually becomes the godfather of the crime in the universe because, because as the Empire falls, he takes over. The movies are about Leia. I mean, who else are they going to be about? The new leader trying to rebuild the Republic. They still have the parted, uh, oh, I can't even say that word, aperture of the Republic, but they have to quit it under they have to get it under control from the gangsters that was the main story and i like that story that's a good story right. you know what i'm saying now i don't know about the whole wheels fucking shit like that shit <laughs> is weird yeah but it is weird. the main story being about you know what i'm saying now that the rebels have conquered the 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 the, the empire took over the empire and then the gangsters take over the fucking galaxy because the new republic is trying to rebuild itself and they're like fuck that um and now they have to go in and get rid of the crime syndicates that's being ran by Maul and Talon and I like that concept that sounds like a good ass trilogy um Star Wars team leader says sounds like a Soko show with Thrawn in place of Maul Mm, I mean, yeah, a little kind bit, of different. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Um, for for me, one of the big things that's going to be a big difference is the themes that, you know, because we already talked about how George Lucas, he's really good at incorporating, like, themes and underlying motifs in his stories and that Disney hasn't quite done. You know what I mean? Like we talked about, the, fir the original was about this corruption and how good can turn bad. The second one is about redemption and hope the sequels didn't really have a theme because they had different directors and they kind of went in different directions. They were kind of making it up as they went along, right? Uh. In his, uh, this is his words from what he said, he says the trilogy would deal with the rebuilding of the Republic. The main theme of the trilogy would be moral and philosophical problems, such as the necessity for moral choices and the wisdom needed to distinguish right from wrong, justice, confrontation, and passing on what you have learned all these different themes. And I think George Lucas did a better job at incorporating themes. And I think that would have been really cool to see because yeah. Disney has been a little, a little rough around the edges and incorporate these deeper themes into their stories. Yeah. So 
And so that then he goes. That's the only. While like the overall story might be different, I think it would have been better. So I keep going. Go ahead. Um. Uh, it says then it goes. And he just talked about twenty years ago. It's going to be twenty years after. Then he says it starts off a few years after Return of the Jedi, and we establish pretty quickly that there is an underworld. These are the offshoot stormtroopers who started their own planet. And Luke is trying to restart the Jedi. He puts out the word, so out of 100,000 Jedis, maybe 50 to 100 are left. Now, this is my question on that. Where the fuck was y'all at when I was fighting the goddamn Empire by myself? Where was all of y'all at then? Did, did none of y'all come and help me, you pricks? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's Seriously. jacked up. The Jedi have grown again from scratch, so Luke has to find two or three-year-old and train them. I'll be 20... It'll be 20 years before you have a new generation of Jedi. By the end of the trilogy, so I guess seven starts off the end and eight goes about whatever. And then at the end, from what he's saying right, right here, would be about 20 years. By the end of the trilogy, Luke would have rebuilt much of the Jedi. And we would have the renewal of the New Republic with Leia, Senator Organa becoming Supreme Chancellor in charge of everything. So she ends up being the chosen one. So out of everything that we've seen, from what George is saying, Leia was actually the chosen one. It wasn't Anakin. Anakin wasn't the chosen one. Which, Leia ends up being the chosen one. Which I, I'm glad that didn't happen because I still, I'm, I'm Anakin's the chosen one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Anakin's the chosen one. Come on now. We, I mean, the first six movies with that would have been kind of weird if, at the end of it. Leia is the chosen one. Like, what the fuck? How did this make sense? Um, George also ex expands on the midichlorians. Now, this right here had me just like, like, I don't know. I don't know what George is talking about. This is a co cosmology. The force is energy, the fuel. And without it, everything would fall apart. The force is, is a, metamorph of, a metamorph of for God. And God essentially is un right. unknowable. But behind it is another meta metamorph which fits so well into the movies that I couldn't resist it. Metachlorians are the equivalent of mitochondria in living organisms and the photosynthesis and photosynthesis in plants. It simply combined them for easier consumption by the viewer. The, the mitochondria, I can't mitochondria. Say mitochondria creates the chemical energy that turns one cell into two cells. I like to think that we are, I like to think that there is an un, unidentified reality to life and that it exists everywhere in the universe and that it controls things. But you can also control it. That's why I split it into two personal forces or I split it into two forces, personal force and cosmic force. The personal force is the energy field created by our cells interacting and doing things while we are alive. When we die, we lose our persona and our energy is assimilated into the cosmic force. If we have enough midichlorians in our body, we can, we can, we can have a certain amount of control over a personal force and learn how to use it. Like the Buddhist, uh, Practice? What the hell is practice? That's not even a word. I guess practice mm -hmm. is supposed to be practice. Practice of being able to walk on hot coals. 
Okay. Okay. Now that makes sense. That part right there makes sense. That's yeah. basically what we've been taught this whole time. Metachlorians is the force, and they're inside of us, and we can use to talk to the metachlorians and tell them to do things and blah blah blah. Now this is where it gets weird. And the wheels. The wheels are the microscopic single-celled life forms like amoeba, fungi, or bacteria. There's like a hundred thousand times more wheels than there were than there are metachlorians. And there's about a hundred, uh, about ten thousand times more metachlorians than there are human cells. The only microscopic entities that can go into a human cell are metachlorians, and they are born in the cells. The metachlorians provide the energy for human cells to split and create life. The wheels are the single cell animal that feeds on the force. The more the force there is, the better off they are. So they have a very intense symbiotic relationship with the midichlorians and the midichlorians effectively work, to work for the wheels. It is estimated that we have 100 trillion microbes in our body and we are made of about 90% bacteria and 10% human cells. So who is in service to the whom? I know this is kind of the thing that fans just go berserk over because they say we want it to be mysterious and magical and you are just doing science. Well, this isn't science. This is just myth mythology and anything else in Star Wars. It sounds more like scientific, but it's but it's a function. Okay. I have no idea what the fuck so he like, just said right there. <laughs> well, he's, he just gets really into it. Like, he has this whole world really, really, really thought out. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, yeah. Th so then he goes on to say, it's saying that there's a big symbiotic relationship to create life and to create the force. But if you are looking at all life forms in the universe, most of them are one-celled organisms. I think of one cell organisms as an advanced form of life because they are able to travel through the universe. They have their own spaceship. They're those meteors that we get every once in a while. They have been living on those things for thousands of years. They have been frozen, unfrozen, and can survive almost anything. Anything. The one called the one celled organisms have to be have to have a balance. You have to have good ones and bad ones, otherwise it would extinguish life. And if they go out of balance, the dark side takes over. How would the dark side take over? You just, in one sentence, you said you have to have the same amount of good ones as bad ones, or it extinguishes life. But if they get out of balance and the dark side is more powerful than the light side, when, then it takes over like that doesn't make that, that shit didn't make no yeah, sense whatsoever that was just like a complete oxymoron like what are you talking about George <laughs> yeah fair. um yeah it was just so like he had a lot of ideas a lot of stuff to flush out and a lot of the ideas were good but like not all of them were at the same time you know what I mean and I question and th th this is my thing. After reading through that that article and listening to some of the other outlandish shit he was talking about on some of the interviews and stuff that he that he talks about in some of the other um, interviews that he did, that there's articles about. He goes in some of them. He goes way more in depth. I I summarize that you know it's way more in depth, but it doesn't make any sense whatsoever at all. Um, like what are you talking about? Like <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So. 
now my question is this I think George started to write this and, and this is just my personal opinion I think George started writing this stuff down and he starts writing out the sequel trilogy you know he gets the the premise of each one of the episodes and I think what really happened and this like I said this is just my personal opinion I think he got it, the, the treatment done he had his idea he started to write the script and he was like this is dumb as shit like what, what am I even talking about here you know what I'm saying like I don't know how I don't know how we're gonna do this I don't know how it's gonna work and with his with, with a kid being born and just all the stuff going on and Disney offered him uh, more money than he could ever spend in life he was like yeah I'm just gonna give it to somebody else right I think that's what really happened I think George was like because like you said George has wonderful ideas but like this doesn't make no sense and I think after the, the at that point before he sold the company before the sequels ever came out a lot of people disliked the prequel trilogy he got a lot of backlash over the prequel trilogy which I don't know why I love the prequel trilogy but there was a lot of people that didn't like the prequel trilogy and I think he just didn't want to go through that again yeah. and he was just like I'll just get rid of the company think- here you guys take this you guys make these movies and then they read through the treatments and they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they just completely made something totally well, different. Think, just used bits and pieces I think he even said it. it himself. Like, that's like, because like, he said it takes 10 years to take to make a trilogy. Like, that's so much of his time. So much of his time and effort. So much stress. So much fucking hectic life. Like, that's busy. And that's like a lot of work. And I think at some point, like, and, and obviously doing it with Disney, he couldn't micromanage. Like, obviously that didn't work out. He didn't like not having full control, but having full control is just too much of a pain in the ass. Just about to have a kid. I think he just wanted to relax a little bit and not put himself through all that again with how much stress and how much effort it took. You know what I mean? In another interview, uh, he talks about with Vanity Fair, he talks about that it would be uh, basically about teenagers um, or people in their mid-twenties and refer to them um, that they would be the grandchildren of Anakin Skywalker. Right. So, I mean, that's another thing that they use because, I mean, being solo is the thing. But he says the story would have been about the grandchildren of Anakin Skywalker. So I'm thinking that he was going more off of... Uh, more off of the legacies where there was four grandchildren. There was Anakin, Jason, Jaina, and Ben. Um, Now, not to say that that would be the people that he would have, but I think he was going on more of that reference. There's ones that was out there actually fighting against Dark Talon, and Luke was training with these other 50 to 100 Jedis that didn't help him beat the, they just came out of hiding. They just hide it like punks. You know, <laughs> the whole time he was fighting the, the, the Empire, but these these Jedi are back, and it's you know younger people. And I think this was by the end. Um, he said the original saga was about the father, the children, and the grandchildren, which I don't. The original saga, I guess you know. I mean, that's not a secret anymore. It's even in the novels and everything, and. 
then the children were in their 20s and everything and so it, so it wasn't the Phantom Menace again George Lucas said um, during a panel celebration the concept of, of the Force Awakened at Celebrations 2016 convention Lucasfilm created um, executive Ray Robert Abdul whatever George work included the grandchildren of the of the original trilogy and here, let's jump back over and look at some more of these um, um, at this day. So, some more of the concept art we have. This is Kira and Sam. Now, I don't know who Sam is. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that he's probably one of Han Solo's children. Because I guess, so back in 2011 or 2012 at Celebration, George took Leia, or took um, Mark Hamill, um, Carrie Fisher and, uh, and Harrison Ford to the side. They were all there. He took them into a conference room and told them that he was planning on making their sequel trilogy. And he asked them if they would be involved. Even though Harrison Ford didn't want to because of George is the reason he did it. And even with the, him dying in episode seven that we have now, that was kind of the idea from what one of the interviews said that he was always supposed to die in that one. Now I don't think he was supposed to die the way he did die. But he was supposed to die. So I think that that was uh, um, one of the things. But Sam, I'm guessing, and Kira, I'm guessing these are either Han and Leia's children or one of them might be, you know what I'm saying, Luke's children. Like the girl might be Luke's daughter and then the boy would be in, because, I mean, come on, look at him. He just looks like a blonde hair Han Solo. You know what I'm saying? True, true. He does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Other he than really he does. got like a... 357 revolver. <laughs> like I don't know why they drew it with a he revolver, does. but look, it looks like it looks like a blaster revolver is what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? But this is gonna be more based on the kids. Um this was gonna be the Jedi Temple that, that Luke was at. Um that he's training. It's an off world planet. It's uh what was the name of the planet? Um it's like Philibius or some shit like that. Um, or what the hell was the name I think it comes up that's what Luke was supposed to look like it was gonna have Luke look like this I don't know Luke kind of looked like a Sith like his eyes awfully red he's high as shit he been he been sucking on Yoda's fucking tree root <laughs> his cane um uh, this was a junk castle landscape that was part of it i'm guessing this was i don't know what planet this was been on but we see a storm uh uh oh shit uh, a tie fighter down here at the bottom and then we see a uh, like some little castle thing over back over here and it's like looks like it's protruding off of a star destroyer um i'm trying to get to the thing uh this was a new planet scene which is this is actually a picture i did a google check this is actually in california you can see this real life in california <laughs> um Pelusia, that's the name of the planet this was kind of like the story this was the storyboards for it you get kind of the picture of the storyboards in the background of it um and that kind of looks like the grand canyon i think a lot of this stuff was actual i think they were planning on filming these trilogies here in the united states um then this was a pirate scene. They were some type of pirates looking at the Millennium Falcon. I don't know why the Millennium Falcon is down here in this cave looking thing. Um, but 
so far just the concept art of what they're showing us is I, I don't see no force of the wheels or any of that crap i see like actual good right this looks like it would be a good story and and who knows like maybe that will stuff like like maybe he barely got into it you know how like qui-gon talk, talks about the midichlorians and it's literally for like five ten minutes and then not even that's on with the story yeah so maybe the wills part was literally just five ten minutes and then and wasn't really explored besides that so like i mean it's possible and in that case like i don't know if i could be too upset because like and see the fucked up thing deal, about it is don't we don't ever know you know what i'm saying that's that's the messed up part about it we don't know what it was going to be like you know i mean it could have yeah. been freaking amazing if it never got done i mean it would have been different if we had something to really reference to. We just got, you know, interviews and stuff that George said and J.J. Abrams said about reading the treatments and Bob Iger said reading the treatments. And now, because J.J. said it was a little confusing. He was like, when I read, when J.J. in one of his interviews about the, the, the George Lucas sequel trilogy, he said it was kind of confusing. So that's the only reason I got like, like, dude, if the director's saying, dude, what are you talking about? This is just confusing as shit. You know what I'm saying? Which... At the same time, George Lucas, that's why I don't think, that's why George Lucas had to always be there because people wouldn't understand what the hell he was talking about. Right. And he had to be there to <laughs> yeah. explain it to him in order for a fact to, that's to do true. it. And so I don't know if it would have worked with Disney because not that Disney would have went against George Lucas or the J.J. Abrams and then would have went against them. But if it just didn't make sense, like how are you going to create this? You know, how are you going to explain this where a director can turn it into a turn it into a freaking scene you know because as me somebody right. i haven't you know i'm not no big time director i haven't done i'm not jj Abrams, and i would never even compare myself that dude's awesome um or you know any other the great directors that done great movies before but i've done a little bit of directing and it's it's hard to visualize something when you're reading it off of paper that's why directors most of the time they take full like you give them the script and they change whatever because they have to figure out how to create a scene out of this you know it doesn't always fit you know the way that it is written so they have to change things to make them fit now this this would have been awesome because dark talent is fine as hell yeah super duper fine now yeah, i don't know who this like purple six eye whatever the hell green creature blue creature that's you know holding her <laughs> her boyfriend uh, well, I don't know what it is. It kind of looks like a ghost. <laughs> Some freaking demon. But she's fine as hell. Now, if I got to see that, that would have been the, that would have made the trilogy just for me. They could have had the worst story ever. I'd have just been looking at her the whole time. I wouldn't even know what the story was about because she is awesome. And I like, if you look at her the, on this concept art or the way that they did her is a little bit different than they did her in the comic books. The The in the comic book she has that whole other design on her forehead that kind of just simplified it enough brought more attention to her eyes and her body which is nice and thick and voluptuous yeah she's she's fine like yeah she's fine i'm not gonna lie i did some nasty stuff the first time i seen this picture no you oh, fuck off bro <laughs> we didn't need to know that shit. <laughs> Um, this was some of the other storyboards they got. They got. It looks like um, Dark Talon down here on the bottom is doing the nasty with somebody. Dark Talon over here with 
somebody I, it's not Maul because they don't have horns, so I don't know who it is. Um, maybe this is Dark Talon before she turns evil. I don't know, this dude looks like he's holding a sword or a, a lightsaber or something in his hand right there. Um, you know, just some of the some stuff going on. I don't know, from I, everything that I've seen in the pictures, this looked like this was going to be an amazing story. This was at a cantina. You know, it looks really, really good. Got a lot of the aliens in there. A lot of people that we've seen in the past, even some new ones. So I think that this would have been good. Now, this is where it gets kind of weird. Um, this is the Death Star underwater. Now, I know that they use kind of the concept of it being in water, but this is underwater. This is, uh, it, it's the Death Star trench underwater. Okay. <coughs> what? And like, like somebody's swimming through. I'm guessing this is Kira swimming through here, trying to, trying find, to find something in the Death Star, maybe. Um, and they kind of took that idea and they did use that. And <coughs> uh, when they're looking for the Wayfinder, um, and they're trying to get, you know, they, she had to go through the water and sail over the water and get up in the thing, and climb up the thing or whatever Ray did. So they, you can tell that they use this concept. This was just more underwater. Like she's under the water. Right. And you can um, tell. And in this part, she's in the throne room, who, That's whoever it is. Cool. Uh, you know, that would have been cool to see again. That, yeah, that, that would that this, this, cool. like all the pictures showed that this would have been a, this would have been an awesome ass trilogy. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, when George gets to talking about all this wheel shit and like, dude, it was already complicated when you said midichlorians. You had every kid in the world freaking the hell out because they think microscopic organisms is living in their body, which they are, but they don't understand it yet. We don't learn that shit until biology and shit when we get older. And it's not as freaky to you. You're like, oh, wow, just weird shit's living, all kind of bacteria and shit's just all in my body just leave, living. Um, and then this would have been kind of cool. <laughs> I thought that this would have been kind of cool because you have a spaceship you have the Falcon underneath the water it's flying underneath the water that would have been a good concept to see I would have liked to see that concept it would have worked yeah that's, that's what you I'm saying I mean? like I mean it's airtight because they could be in space so I don't know why it couldn't go underwater but out of question propulsion but you know what i'm saying it would have been like i mean it could have been just the way that the freaking blaster yeah. thing on the I back mean, it, it makes sense like if it could go in space i mean it should be able to go in water kind of yeah <laughs> and they're and they're headed right to the 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 the, the emperor's tower that was on the um, his little freaking tower thingy that he was on and this was the last picture that uh, I had. There was a couple more pictures, but they were so grainy and messed up that I couldn't, I, they didn't look good. So I didn't even try to use them. I didn't want to show them to you guys. It was bad enough that I could, the way I could do it is you can only see like half the screen, but you know, I try to give you guys something. So, I mean, the concept looked really, really good. Like the overall concept, like Darth Maul, Darth Talon, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the grandchildren of Anakin Skywalker, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Luke's 
part in it sounds really good he's trying to train the new dread eyes the other jedis that were in hiding come back out of and we gotta got some people that we didn't know were dead that we've seen before that we thought might have been dead but they was actually in hiding i think that that's kind of cool i just would have been kind of mad i'd have been talking shit like where the fuck was y'all at when i was fighting vader and palpatine by myself <laughs> you assholes um I like the fact that, you know, Leia's running the, running, she's the chancellor, she's trying to clean up. I like that they have the crime syndicate in there, all the different crime syndicates together, malls running, all that shit. Overall, like, the, the, the premise for the story sounds, like, the trilogy sounds amazing, as long as you leave that wheel shit out of there, because I don't understand that shit. That shit just looks weird. The wheel shit is different. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think George was, you know, pushing on that one. But... I mean, and we see that they that Disney did use some of the stuff. They might not have used it exactly, but they used the the idea of it. You know, the 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 Death Star two being under or being in the water. They used that instead of underwater. They just left it on the beach because it's like too big. You know, it's big as a planet. How's it going to be underneath the water? So I see where they came with that. You know, they changed up a few things, but they used a lot of. They used several of the things that George wanted in the thing. They just didn't use enough of them to make George's story. They made their own story. And honestly, like I said before, like I don't like I know I talk a lot of shit about the trilogy or the sequel trilogy, but I still watch it. Comes on TV, I watch it. It's not bad. It just the things that like Luke be going out like a punk. I hate that part. I don't like the fact that Han Solo dies. I don't like the fact that Leia just lays there and gives up the Force to her son to make him good again. Like y'all could have did that better. The three main characters, you took them out. I can understand Leia. You took Leia out because you know what I'm saying. Carrie Fisher passed away. But and I understand. You can kill them without making it sorry. Yeah, ruining the character. And I think they ruined the characters. Well, I don't know so much about Han Solo because you know. That was a Han very Solo was the moment. only one who died like somewhat he was well. trying to save his son you know what right. I'm saying um and I, I I would probably have done the same thing I would have tried to you know what I'm saying get my son to come back so I like I said the trilogy is uh, the trilogy itself is not bad it's watchable it's it's definitely a good right and if it just you, doesn't fit if you like it more power to you just for me it doesn't fit with the rest of Star Wars. Yeah, that's all it is. It just doesn't fit with the rest of the story to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, And to me, it seems like a cash grab compared to an actual well-thought-out story. Well, and then you think about it. George started writing the original Star Wars in, what, 75? He wrote that for two years before they even, or uh, he might have even started. He probably, probably had an idea that, long man. before then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he surrounded himself by great people, like, you know, great people that were not that that were visionaries, like Marcus Lucas or or uh, 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 Mar- uh, Marcellus or however you say her, her name, his wife at the time. You know oh. what I'm saying? She was a phenomenal editor. She just hadn't had no real big chances. And I mean, after that, she went on to do Jaws and a lot of other movies for a lot of other people. And she did, she's a great editor. Um, and then, you know, he had still Steven Spielberg right there. They were all making great movies at that time period or right after George did. Um, he just was surrounding himself by very inspirational and good people. And they came out and he came out with a great story. 
and then it just led on from there. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of it. You know, if you want to be successful, you don't go hang around broke people. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be successful. He, he put himself in a position where he was around a lot of inspirational people and a lot of great filmmakers. Right. I mean, all of them guys kicked it together. You know, Spielberg, Cassidy, all of them. They all were around each other all the time. They all went to school with each other. So, I mean, it was just a great thing. And he came out with a wonderful story. He had put great people to work. ILM is what it is because of George Lucas and and um, sounding uh, uh, uh Lucas Sound and, and Imaging and, you know, just all them guys. They just did a great job. And right. it was the story. So it's a lot different than when you got, you know, Disney, where you have somebody like Dave or John that has a vision, and then you got people that are just trying to make the most biggest, baddest thing. And then they're not taking the, the time because they're trying to pump out so much stuff because Disney's pushing them for more content, more content, more right. content. We got to make more money. We got to make more money. That's right. going to put, that's going to stop. I think overall, that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. It's here's a story. I want to get this story told versus here's an opportunity to make money. Let's push a story through to make the money. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people told George it wasn't going to work. A lot of his director friends like, dude, this is not going to work. You're not going to, this is not going to work. And then it worked. And they were like, holy shit, let's, I mean, he inspired them. I mean, Steven Spielberg has said in many interviews that George inspired him because to go beyond the normal. And he did. I mean, shit, we had freaking Jaws. They know we think about shit like that. Giant ass shark eating everything, eating boats and shit. They know we think about that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the, 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 George inspired him because he, George showed everybody that you don't have to follow that normal fucking everything ain't got to be the same. Do something different. Different is good, and I think that's one of the things that stifles Disney is because they're trying to. And George said in one of his interviews, the reason Disney is failing with Star Wars is because they're trying to please everybody. You don't make what pleases everybody. You make what you want to make. You know what I'm saying? You make your right. vision, and people are either gonna you like it or make, they're not. You don't well. You can't view art as like because Disney, they do, they're a very good job. They're business and they're great business and they're successful business and they make a shit ton of money and good for them. But you can't always view art, which is what George Lucas is more about, as a business in order to make good quality art. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And then it's so hard because fans have, I mean, we're Star Wars fans. We have a like, I'm fucking loving Ahsoka. You don't care for it as much. You know right. what I'm saying? I didn't like Andor. I thought Andor was good, but I didn't like Andor as much as I like a like Ahsoka. You know what I'm saying? I, I like Ahsoka. It's Star Wars to me. Andor didn't feel like Star Wars to me. But that's the whole thing. We can have difference of opinion and right. still be fans. And then you got right. billions of fans doing that. Shit, probably a billion fans by now that are doing that and they're trying to listen to everybody and you can't do that. Just make yeah, some shit. It's not gonna work. You can't listen to everybody. There's too many different opinions. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes Star Wars so good is because everybody can have a different opinion about it and it's, it's all right. It's Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? It's not that we hate one another because you have a different opinion about it. We're like, all right, that's your opinion. I like this shit. You, you don't have to like it. You know what I'm saying? Go about your business. I'll go about mine. You know what I'm saying? And then we can all get together at celebration and fucking celebrate everything in Star Wars and not care or at, uh, at an event. You know what I'm saying? Comic-Con or anything that has to do with Star Wars that has Star right. Wars part of it 
we can all meet up and nobody's mad at each other about some shit that was said on freaking Twitter or whatever. Nobody cares. Everybody's there just to celebrate Star Wars, the good and the bad. Exactly. It's just Star Wars. And that's what makes the that's what makes the fandom so good because we have a difference of opinion. But then you have Disney try to come in and listen to everybody. Well, I think people might, the more people said this, you cannot do a fucking survey on what Star Wars fans want. And that's what they try to do. They oh, they go through and they read all this shit and they, okay, we need to make this. That's not what, just make some shit. Make good shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, 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 that's all it is. Just make some good shit and we're either going to like it or we're not. You know what I'm saying? It's always about 50-50 with Star Wars. It always has been. Since the original trilogy came out, because everybody loved the original trilogy that was around during that time. But you get older people or younger people nowadays, they don't like the original trilogy. They're like, what the hell? This is boring. You know what I'm saying? Like, blah, blah. <laughs> we loved it. Wow. All of us older guys, we loved the shit out of the original trilogy. Then right. the prequel came out. Everybody that loved the original trilogy, well, not everybody. It was about 50-50. They didn't like the prequel trilogy. They were like, oh man, what the hell is this bullshit? What is George doing? How does it look better than the original? You know what I'm saying? You got to make it look worse. Well, it's a different times. You know, people don't always dissect things and maybe as, as I would or somebody else would. A lot of people just, they can't look better than the original trilogy. How does it look better? How do they got better shit? You know what I'm saying? How is the Jedi's maybe? You know what I'm saying? There was all yeah. kind of complaints. Uh, better technology, dude, is made 20 years later. You know, and that's, that's where people don't understand. And then you come to, you know what I'm saying, the sequel trilogy where people are like, I didn't like the sequel trilogy. And some people are like, the sequel trilogy is the, mostly younger people are like, the sequel trilogy is the greatest thing ever. You got us older guys that are like, what? This don't even make sense. Well, how does this wow, even bro. fit in with the, fit in with the, the original six? Like, how does it fit together? Right. We're always about 50-50. It's always about a 50-50 split. It might, you know, go, certain things might go, well, you know, one way. I don't know way. if it would be 50-50, but... Yeah. Well, that's just because you got a lot of like Star a lot Wars fans. You you got a lot of Star Wars fans that just love everything because they're Star Wars fans. Oh, it's Star Wars. I got to love yeah. it. No, that's like being a fucking Republican or a Democrat. I'm not going to agree with you if the shit is stupid. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like no, if a like, Democrat. There's definitely people. I have been a Democrat my entire life. No matter what. And now I'm like, what the fuck is this cultist Democratic shit they talking about? Fuck to save the world. We can't do shit. <laughs> Yo, the fuck are y'all talking about? Why are we broke? Why is gas four dollars a gallon? You know what I'm saying? When this Republican was office, we was doing good. I was making money. I was everything was cool. And now we got this. What the fuck is going on? We got bills that I have no idea what this shit means anymore. Like. <laughs> like what the hell it's like the republicans are the democrats now and the democrats are the republican now so you can't be you can't be so narrow-sided that you focus in on something just because that's what it is like and i don't agree with it either side on everything and i shouldn't have to you know what i'm saying right. and that's what star wars i shouldn't have to agree with everything just because it's star wars that doesn't make it good the name star wars does not make i mean if they put a pile of shit on TV for 30 minutes. All it is is a steaming pile of shit and put Star Wars about. There's Star Wars fans out there that would love that shit. Yes. Just because would. it says Star Wars. This shit is dumb. It's dumb. But they would love it just because it says Star Wars. And that's not... That's and, not. And if you love it, fine. Good for you. Good but for you. you can't get mad at other people for not loving it. And I think when Disney tries to come in and they try to take all that information because that's what they're doing they're doing market research 
They're going on right. to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and they're looking in, they're listening and then they're watching, they're reading people's comments and they have, you know, probably a big ass fucking building of people, you know, 100, 200 people, maybe even 10,000 people just reading all this stuff and writing down the information. And then when they come to a conclusion, like, okay, a lot of people like Obi-Wan Kenobi, we should come out with Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh, a lot of people like Boba Fett, let's do a Boba Fett series. Oh, a lot of people like Rogue One, let's do an Andor series. And that's what they're doing instead of just creating shit. Cause they and they and they did a great job well, I get when they created research. the Mandalorian because that was a brand new character. Well market research has its place, dude. Like you can do market research and still make a good story. But if you come up with an idea and like, hey, this is market research, this is what we think people will like, it doesn't mean you push whatever story that has to do with that topic through. You know what I or, mean? Or don't brush it. I, a lot of it has to do with rushing it. They're they're because they're trying to put out so much, right. especially when Bob, what's his face, the other dude before Bob, Bob Iger left, the other dude took over, whatever his name is, Chapman, and then Bob Iger came back. When Bob Chapman was there, it was all about pushing out content, and I think that's one of the reasons that the Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi wasn't done as good because they would just force that shit to write this shit down. Yeah. You got three weeks, three weeks they had the whole goddamn fucking series written, you know. And then they just made it, you know. Like, Here you go, go make this shit. And then it's done in six and, weeks. And, and granted, they just some people liked it, it, and some people liked it, and like, and they did great. I'm so glad you liked it. In fact, I'm jealous. I wish I could like it too. <laughs> I just, but you know, I just think that I think you stifle creativity when you rush stuff, and when you yeah, try to research what it is to make. Like just, just. Go sit down and be like, all right, we want a new Star Wars story. Give us a Star Wars story. Let it be good. And you got to think, Dave Filoni and John Favreau have been talking about the Mandalorian for years before they actually created the Mandalorian. It took time. They hashed out a bunch of stuff. They did a lot of things. They thought about it. They rewrote it and wrote it again and wrote it differently. And they did different stuff. And then they said, all right, let's have different directors come in and let's try that. And let's see how it worked great. For the first two seasons of Mandalorian, it worked. It was fabulous to what they did. Right. And I'm pretty sure the second season, they already had it written down. They already had, or, or not, they at least had the plan of it done. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they had it down, and you could tell that the third season they wrote it after the first two seasons was done, and then COVID hit, and it was probably in a rush because it just looked rushed. But you can't expect everything to be good. I mean, it, it, it's impossible. But I don't think that they should do that. Don't stifle creativity because you're trying to rush through something and you're trying to make money. Be creative. You know what I'm saying? I've been saying that. Like, dude, you got some of the best writers in the world writing the books for you. Claudia Gray is dope. She is a dope writer. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the one that pops in my head. All of them, uh, Daniel, uh, Jose, or uh, what's his face? Great writer. You got great writers writing the books Use some of these books to make movies. Right. I'm telling you right now, man, you make some of these <laughs> high repo and I know I've been saying that everybody's tired of Bro, me saying that shit. Every day you're talking about God, because they're just they so freaking good. <laughs> they're good books. That, I mean, and they're not here to the Empire. You know, here to the Empire, they're not Darth Bane. They're not, you know what I'm saying, people that's been writing these books for, you know, 50 years. <laughs> they're not those people. 
but their their ideas, the things that they're writing down, the concepts, the secondary characters, everything, the story is so flushed out and so coherent and just linear and it just makes so much sense. Like, dude, literally, and just just with the High Republic, dude, that, that that's just with the books, what there's 30 books out already? Look how many movies you could make. You could just be making movies back and back every year come out with another movie for the next 30 years yeah you know what i'm saying and we only in the second we only in the second tier the third tier of the high republic hasn't even started yet and they did it just like george did it they started off in the middle then they went back now they're then they're going back after that and i mean and it still makes sense it fits together like it fits together so good it just i don't know why they're not using it it's like dude you you're paying these writers that are real writers real writers you know what i'm saying these guys don't write a script they write books like long ass books you know, thousand freaking page books and they doing it in four to six months they're pumping out good stories use yeah. them and i just don't get why disney doesn't do that and i understand that there's always you know you're paying writers you have writers on your staff you pay them to do their job and to write you know the next movie to write the next series right you know whatever you're writing you also i think you also have to understand like you can't like force writers into ideas like it, there's a thing is inspiration and sometimes you got to wait on it <laughs> well and that's the thing that all the stuff that they because they had one of the things that I, I was watching an interview with claudia gray she said one of the great things is because we had an open platform there's nothing about the the, the high republic there's nothing there right so we sat down we came up with some ideas because they all sat down together and they all came up with these ideas all the writers they sit down they sit in a conference room they came up with some ideas what do we want to do there's no sith during this time so who's going to be our bad guy you know who's going to be this right the not the is going to be the bad guys what are they doing they're like pirates where are they at you know they came up with all these ideas and they the they had that like it, it was a fucking inspiration fest with all these different great writers they're all star wars fans they all like star wars to create something that there was nothing about and that's what made them that's what makes them so good because there's nothing about the high republic in books wise right. it went old republic new hope you know what i'm saying there wasn't nothing mm -hmm. really there was not a, a whole lot in between there in the books right and then after that, after, you know what I'm saying, Return of the Jedi, there's all kind of books. You have the whole new Jedi Order. You have all this stuff. There's just so many books after that. You know, the series of books after I that. I think, yeah, and I think these other timelines, the reason they're so good is, like, there's less to mess up. Because I think, like we talked about, one of the biggest criticisms that we have of the sequel trilogy is just what they did to characters that we already knew. You know what I mean? And so when you're in the same time period, there's more characters to mess up. There's I mean, more, like the only real there's character... more to mess up. Meanwhile, you do a completely different time period. The only thing you can really mess up is like the galaxy, like the rules of the galaxy. And that's as not long too you hard follow to mess the rules up. of the galaxy that's already been set forth, you can't mess it up. And they, they kind of did. There's some stuff right. in there because they got like freaking living plants and shit that's just right. weird. Um, so like, and the, the only it's character mess up, but it's harder. Yeah, but I mean, it it still fits in with the story because it's never like there's nothing, there's no. What am I gonna go reference to see if this shit really happened? You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't go reference anything because there's nothing there to reference. 
<laughs> the only person that's in the original, that's in the High Republic that we know anything about is Yoda. Because he lived through all that shit. He's right. old as hell, you know. It's Yoda's in that shit. But you got great new characters. You got Jedi's that you didn't ever think was going to be Jedi. It's kind of like going back to Donna the Jedi. When you first read Donna the Jedi and they're talking about a Sith Jedi, you're like, what the hell? Then you have to do more read. You can research because there's more stuff about the Republic. You know that being a Sith, there's a Sith species. There was actual people that were Sith. I didn't know that before I read the, uh, the Donna of, uh, of a Jedi. I was talking about, there's a Sith Jedi. How's there a Sith Jedi? Like, how can you be? But then you look at the way that they reacted. They were in the balance. They didn't use the dark or the light. So technically, you could be a Sith and be a Jedi at the same time because it's balanced. So it made sense. And then once I got into reading, you know, once I got into reading like Revan and, you know, saying some of the old Republic stuff, I started to learn that it was a species, especially in Revan, because Revan really breaks it down. That's why it's the next book in the thing. Well, you got the Sith, right. the Sith uh, book, but it's that, I don't know. That's just a bunch of stories put together. It's not really a whole book based like on anthology. one thing. Yeah, yeah. But you you look at the, uh, you look at it, and once you start learning that this is a species, and they explain what the species looks like and everything, then you understand this was just a, a cis species person that was in the balance of the force, that looked at the balance. So then it starts making sense. And you start getting that concept. In the High Republic, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Anything that's been written that had to do with the High Republic time has been shit that didn't have, like, it. it it's just been, you know... They don't even put it in the actual philosophy or the actual book timeline. If you go through the book timeline and you pull down the list of all the books in order, there's nothing there in the High Republic. After Bane, the books that are written in that, they, they, they ain't even in there. Because there is books written about the High Republic, but they just, they never put them in there. I've listened to a couple of them. They were all right. Um, Drew Carperson wrote one, and it, it, I mean, it's a good book, but it just didn't, it kind of didn't fit. It was like he was just doing his own thing because there's nothing there. And now that they actually are writing in the High Republic and they're telling about these characters and they're, they're going through what the, the, what's going on after the Sith and Jedi War that basically ended when Darth Bane did what he did. And it's going through this time period all the way up to A New Hope. It's just open. It's just an open field. It's a, they're just, there's nothing there. So you can do what you want. And then if you go back and you take and make those fuckers a movie, oh my God, like Star Wars is reborn. Like completely reborn and you can still do what we're doing now you can still live lead up to the sequel trilogy because they got to do that everybody wants to know that i want to know that i want to know what happens i want to know what happens after that i want to know what happens with ray like does ray go out does finn oh, finally I get I his don't care. <laughs> i know you don't care but i do it's interesting to me i just hope that they do it good you know i hope they make good movies but i want to hear i want to and they're going back and they're making donna the jedi so i'm hopefully they make donna the jedi and they kind of what's this um him um he said that he was going to help with the with the thing they could use the book and they could reference the book and everything so you know the writers is going to be using that then you got you know then hopefully they do Darth Revan and they do you know what I'm saying they tell Malgus his story and then they move up to Bane and then they can like then you got that whole open field of the High Republic and you got all these wonderful stories that's already been written to just flourish and you can still be making other stuff too. You can still be making these stuff. You could. There's so much. They have so much right. that they could do. They really do it. And it's it's, it's going to be amazing if, if they, they can do get that figured out. 
and I, honestly, people want to put down Kathleen Kennedy, and I've jumped on the bag around like, what the hell is Kathleen doing? And this is one of those times I'm like, what the hell is Kathleen doing? Because you have this. It's right there in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to do, quit listening to everybody else and just do what's already there? You know what I'm saying? And do it good. Do what's already there. Like, I'm not putting down Kathleen Kennedy for, like, being a bad manager of Lucas Well, no, nah, no, nah, dude, like, I'm putting down. I put down her. Kathleen Kennedy yeah. for the fact of, why are you greenlighting stuff that is just not good? Like, because you got to green like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. when I see executive producer Kathleen Kennedy, and I'm like, dude, you really put your name on this? But I think it also goes way beyond her, because she gets I think guidance it does too. from her bosses saying like it doesn't matter how good it is like we just need to make content money and i think they you rush I, mean? I think they rush a lot and they don't have to because they got stuff written down already it's not like you have to go in and say hey go write this and then they hurry up in three four weeks right. write a whole series and then they got to get to filming it so they can make money You're like dude just look at one of these books you can make a whole series off of one of these books be great but you're you're listening to you're not looking at the thing what did they say? Sometimes you get tunnel vision when you're focused on something so much. You get tunnel vision and you don't see the things that are right right there. And right. I think that's what's going on with Disney and, and Lucasfilm. They're not looking at all this content that they got. They already got it. It's all right there in your face. Make it. Yep. I read a script the other day. And scripts are kind of hard to read, but I wrote a... Uh, they're, scripts they're are rough, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hard to read. But I read a script the other day. Uh, oh, I have to pull another one. Uh, there's a there's a Star Wars website, and it got like a lot of different stories and stuff. And I'll go there sometimes and read the story just because I lose inspiration on me writing my books. So I, I'm not stealing nobody's ideas or nothing like that. But I'll just go read some stuff to get some inspiration. And I read a script over there for a Star Wars movie, and this was a phenomenal freaking movie. Like I was like, damn, this would be a great movie. But you're listening to people's comments on Twitter. You know, Star Wars, you know, did Lucasfilm. You're listening to people's stuff on Twitter instead of seeking out and finding great writings and great scripts that are already done. These scripts is already written. There's a whole bunch of them over there. I think there's over 150 Star Wars movie scripts over there. Well, yeah, Good I think it goes beyond, that I think it goes sense. beyond, like, it goes beyond Twitter and stuff, too. Like, you got to think they have, like, because they have their own, like, social Marketing issues department. that they want to address and they have all that kind of stuff so it's not just like stories on twitter but how can we fit this into the i'm not even social I'm about, issues parameters that we like i'm not talking about the stories they don't even look at the stories on twitter they look at people's comments on a subject and then they try to come up with this concept of what fans want by some Twitter comments or some Instagram comments or Facebook comments. You can't do that. You're gonna stifle right. creativity when you do that. You can't do what people, you cannot make what people want because everybody wants something different. That's like you take a hundred people and you go to fucking Taco Bell, everybody's not gonna order the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're using Taco Bell as your example here. <laughs> Well, I'm just, I mean, it's its basic, it's basic concept here. You know what I'm saying? It's right, a basic right. concept of everybody got a different opinion. Everybody likes different stuff. You have to make, 
one of the things George didn't listen to what other people told him to make. He make he made what he wanted to make. Now he might take some 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 criticism about how to shoot a scene or how to create this scene or how to get it to work because you know the guys in LM was like dude we right. can't do that but we can't do this and George was like let's do that you know what I'm saying because it's reality certain things you just can't do you know what I'm saying especially back in 1977 where you know or 1976 when they were creating it you can't figure this how the hell are you going to do this this is impossible we can do this though and this will look good okay let's do that that's what they were doing right and that's what that's what happens and I think that's one of the things that that, that you know it's okay you can take but you can't you can't just go ask everybody what they want and then try to come up with a concept and then go to a writer and be like this is our concept here write a story about this well he doesn't have no vision on this he doesn't have no inspiration to write this or her they don't have that they're just writing what you tell them to write when you say hey, I need a good story about Star Wars you know what I'm saying to a writer and you don't give them no parameters. It don't have to be about book Boba Fett. It don't have to be about just write me a good Star Wars story. Then they go in there and they say, they go, they start researching. You know, they okay. Here goes the you know what I'm saying. Here goes the parameters. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't create a new galaxy like they did in Ahsoka. You can't, you know what I'm saying. Jedi's can't fly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. Then they sit down. They have the premise of what's going on. They know the parameters, and then they can use their own inspiration to write out a great story. And don't rush them. You can't rush. Uh, you can't rush creativity. It's just you just have to be creative. Like, I've been writing this book for freaking three years and I ain't done. You know what I'm saying? I started writing this book, the fourth episode. No. I started writing this book four weeks before I started Sway. I started writing the book. And here it is. Right. I got like 22 chapters of this book done. And I done Sway been out for a couple years. So, it's been over two years that I've been writing this book because, and it, I, and I don't even go back. I mean, I might go back and read the, like the previous chapter just to catch up if I haven't worked on it in like a week or something. But usually I go back and read a little bit and then I just start creating from there. But I also understand the parameters of Star Wars. Nobody I'm freaking in, in my book can fly. There ain't no other galaxies. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Starships can't travel through planets. You know what I'm saying? You can't fly through a sun. You know what I'm saying? I kept the parameters that I know of Star Wars. And I'm writing, but I'm being creative. And it might take me five, ten years to write this book. Who knows how long it's going to take till I'm done. I don't know I'm going to be done until I'm done. And that's how it has to be. And when writing a script, you have to use that same type of influence. You have to do that. You can't just... Go in there and tell somebody, hey, I need a story about Star Wars. You got three weeks. Write me a series. And then this person got to sit here and write this whole series out. And they don't know shit. They, can't, they ain't got time to research nothing. And that's the way that most of these major companies, and I'm not just saying Disney, because a lot of these companies do that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these companies. And you can even look at it in Marvel. You can tell even in the Marvel stories. that some of the Marvel stuff is like, okay, now you guys are taking this too far. You know what I'm saying? You're pushing the envelope. You're doing stuff that don't even need to be done. There's unexplained things, or not even unexplained, because I don't mind unexplained things, but stuff that just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like Wolverine got old. Wolverine can't get old, dude. That's his fucking mutant ability. No, no, because that actually, 
for me, I didn't, I didn't mind that. I, I mean, I understand that. it because like of the samurai in the in the in the, in the first one sucked out his bone marrow, his mutant powers. Is in. I mean, I, I figured it out. But when you first see it, like, how the hell is he old? His whole fucking ability is he can't get old. That's his fucking mutant ability. He can't get old. You know what I'm saying? They just do this old. What is going on? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I actually didn't yeah. mind it. The part, the thing that pisses me off is fucking Hulk, bro. How in like the comics, Hulk is like god level indestructible, Ugh. and then in the movies, he's getting his ass handed to him by Thanos. Yeah, and he can't be he can't be Hulk. He can't even turn into Hulk no more because he's scared. Like a Hulk ain't scared of shit. <laughs> but there's a certain reason. But that's I, you can tell where it was rushed writing. Right. It was rushed. The, the inspiration wasn't there. Not that, the, like, because Marvel's doing Rush way better than Star Wars, Wars has yeah. so far. Marvel has done better, but, like, this latest Thor movie. Like, come on, man. Like, what the fuck is this garbage? That shit was terrible. Like, you made Thor out, like, this weak punk, man. It's like, dude, like, what what is going on, man? It's like, the, the, I just, nah. It was just wait, fucking wailing goats and yelling shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, Tahiti or whatever yeah. you say his name, that motherfucker was high as shit when he wrote that crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm so glad yeah. he ain't doing a Star Wars movie. After I see now, I'm like, please don't let him get a Star Wars movie. He gonna make some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I mean, it was funny, it was entertaining, but it just wasn't what you're used to seeing with Thor. Don't change the character. It's, it, they kind of did the same thing with Thor as they did with Boba Fett. Like, who the hell is this guy? Like, what is going on, man? Like, it, I mean, and they even did that shit in the thing where Thor's all fat and, you know what I'm saying? In in the, in the what is that, in game, he was all fat and sorry. And that was actually funny. I mean, it was, it was funny, funny, but, but yeah, it was just right. dumb. Like, that's not Thor. Thor can't get fat. He's like a god. He's like always fit and looks right. great. You know what I'm saying? It's like that doesn't even fit the comic books, man. I, I used to have Thor number one, the actual very first Thor comic. I had that shit. So I'm like, dude, this is not Thor. What are you talking about? Thor is like one of my favorite Marvel characters. What are you doing? But that's just dude, that's writing. me with Spider-Man and Spider-Man oh, fucked up so many times. I can't watch Spider-Man. Like after the, the the old trilogy with what's his face in it, I stopped watching. I ain't seen none of the new ones with this new uh, Spider-Man yeah. dude. I ain't watched none of this shit. I I haven't done it. All. I I only want to do that. Scares me because I'm like, dude, it's not gonna be good, <laughs> and I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> all like, right. Uh, do we want to go into news? Shit, is there any news? I didn't find no news. Oh, I the only thing I saw I saw um, something on Instagram. Oh that the new episode of Ahsoka is supposed to be around like 45 minutes. Dude, I don't know how they're going to do it episode. in 45 minutes. I I know, I know. I think it's honestly because they're, they're planning on leaving a massive cliffhanger and it's going to be... Uh, yeah, I it's think they be already got the two. second season written. I think they've had this whole fucking series I, already I, written. I out. think I might agree. I, I think I agree with you actually. I think he at least rolled out three seasons, or at two least, to three or at seasons. least the general idea of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he had this shit back all the way back when he was with with George. I think he had already had it written out. 
that's my personal opinion. And the only thing I tell everybody, go around Yak Face's Instagram, giving a shout out to Yak Face. That dude got every toy. I was gonna go through and name off all the new stuff that's coming out and the, the Christmas so shit, but <laughs> there's just so much shit coming out. It's, it's hard like, to step on toys, dude. Yeah, I toys is very hard. Video game wise, there was a couple more uh, things about um, Eclipse came out. So I think Eclipse is, I don't know, Eclipse might be happening. There's a lot I, of news about God, I hope so, because already, like, the Star Wars Outlaw game just kind of wasn't what I was expecting. The Ubisoft game uh, kind of wasn't what we were all expecting. Kind of a letdown for me. Uh, so I'm now I'm kind of baking on Eclipse. When does uh, the Ubisoft game come out? When is it supposed to release? Let me look. Have they even announced this release? I mean, 2020... 2024 2024 so they're yeah. going to bring it out in may or they're going to bring it out in december around christmas that's the two time period they usually drop new star wars games survivor came yeah. out around may and, the fourth uh, it's going to be after june yeah so it'll probably be around christmas you that's just good marketing you always drop stuff around christmas or beginning of the summer yeah and I don't know, it's it's already, like, from, from, like, the rumors we were hearing about it, it sounded really cool uh, from the rumors and leaks. But then, like, once they actually released what it was going to be about, it was, like, uh, it just it wasn't as, what is, wasn't as cool, you know? Star Wars team leader said, uh, Ollie's had the Wolf Black Series helmet for... 29 till October 3rd only in stores. Okay, so that's a good one. Like I said, I, I got Yak Face's thing pulled up here and I was going to open it up and go through all the different Legos and shit that's being released. But I was like, I'm not about to do that. It just, if you want to know, go over to Yak Face. Yak Face on Instagram, he got all that shit. He's the master of knowing about everything that comes out. There isn't no reason for me to announce all that shit and he's, you just go over there and look at it. You can, I mean, because that's a lot of details. A lot of stuff coming out and there's a lot of details you know saying when they're dropping how they're right. dropping they're dropping in multiple fucking collections or you know what i'm saying all at once or you know different shit like that um and everything else was about ahsoka like there's a shit ton of ahsoka news i'm just happy that you know saying the easter eggs a lot of people are going and talking about the easter eggs because i i like reading that stuff when people go and drop some stuff on instagram about the easter eggs because i like i might catch the easter egg but then you know saying somebody will come out and say this is what this easter egg is mean and you read that and you're like oh man i didn't think about it like that holy right. shit that's that, that's fucking great i hope they do that we won't know because i doubt they can do everything by the end of it especially if it's only 45 minutes and that if they say it's a 45 minute run time you got five minutes of credits at the end of the damn thing right um so that's, um yeah i just don't know how they're it's gonna be weird i don't know <laughs> yeah they're just not they're, there just wasn't a lot of news out i mean there was some interviews you know mary uh mary elizabeth winston revealed you know the number one challenge in the interview she did with being Hera. so that's i'm not a i'm not a fan of Hera so far in this uh in the show yeah I think it's just the makeup. The makeup is, I mean, I don't know. The makeup's good. Well, even her character, like, 
the only element we see is like she just likes to break rules and i'm like oh, and there's, that's there's nothing anyway, else to so. the character yeah but there's that's nothing else like usually hera has a reason she's got a motive like i don't know i know to in me, this picture, it's like, let me let, let me let me show y'all like, this picture you can tell shocked. that this makeup is fucking her up like I'm she gets like she gets like three people killed and then is shocked when people are mad at her um look at this picture of her Like you could tell that the makeup that they're using on her is just fucking her face up. She's all broke out. <laughs> oh, she yeah, looks like she yeah. got in a fight. <laughs> She's all broke out up here. Look at this. It's all just zit, 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 zit. <laughs> that makeup is that makeup is tearing her face up. That sucks. But um, Girl. yeah, that's, that kind of sucks. Oops. But um, it's definitely uh, but she said it. it, it it's hard she said it, there, there's one really 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 unique challenge and that's you know it takes a long time to put on all that makeup i read oh, through the article that, and she said just you know it's hard to play somebody that was kind of dry and i mean hair was kind of she was always very serious in 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 the episode so she yeah in rebels Hera so it's hard to a, play somebody that's just always I, serious i agree as as her own character she's a tough character to stand on her own like one of the reasons she works so well with the bad batch is because they all had their own unique personalities that rebels. balanced each other or that's what i mean i'm sorry rebels but they all had their own unique personalities that work together and when you have her without any of the other rebels characters yeah it's kind of tough i could see that because she has to be serious she said one of the hardest things is just being serious because hair is so serious hair don't joke around she's not a joke around type right. playful type and she wasn't in rebel she was a very serious let's and do when it she's with other people who do joke around it works yeah so she said it's very hard because she's not used to playing characters that are always so serious she's she, right. most of her characters have been more you know uplifting and stuff like that other than that everything's about freaking ahsoka everything every single thing why you know what i'm saying why Zeb hasn't been in the episode? They just talked about him, you know, all the different Easter eggs, you know, Anakin and the Anakin and Thrawn, Thrawn realizing the Anakin. It's just mostly about the most of the new stuff is about um uh the Easter eggs. That's what I've been noticing right. in Star Wars news. And everybody that was Anthony Daniels on screen, that was him. Only reason he was moving like that because he's fucking a million. <laughs> it's old as dirt. Jesus, that dude was in the 40s when he was played C-3PO in the 70s. Got to be like 80 now. 100 fucking years old. You know what I'm saying? That dude is old. I don't even know. I should have looked up how old he was so I could clown on him more because that dude is old as shit. All right. And we didn't even do the thing. Oh, well. All right. Oh, well. Y'all ready for the, uh, the, the quiz? The quiz. Y'all ready for the quiz? Okay, I'm trying to get to the quiz now because I had a lot more notes that on the thing, but I was like, all right, we're taking forever. We'll be talking about this for six years. Um, okay, quiz. Okay, <clears throat> question number one. What three organizations did Maul belong to or lead? Uh, K 
can I answer? I mean, we only got three people in the chat today, so. Yeah, go ahead. Crimson Dawn. That's one of them. The Sith? Does the Sith count? <laughs> yes, that's one of them. Uh, I don't know what the last one is. All right, chat, come on. What's the last one? He got the first two, Sith and Crimson Dawn, but there was one other one. I tried to keep this to like, I, I, I tried to keep these questions a, a little bit simpler, but they're still kind of difficult. But at the same time, I wanted to stay on topic. So the first couple ones have to do with Darth Maul, but since he was actually supposed to be the bad yeah, guy in, in the thing. It was probably another like criminal organization, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's I talked about remember. in the Clone Wars, and it was in... No, it was just in the Clone Wars, because Crimson Dawn is in Rogue One. When do they talk about in the Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I looked it up, but I can't remember now. Is it like... like the? Oh, it's something like... Like the, sh- I don't remember. It's some like dark, dark group or something like the dark collection or uh, something like that. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. What is Shadow it? Shadow Collective. Ah, see, see, it was, <laughs> it was kind of like I knew some dark kind of bullshit, but okay, Shadow okay. Collective. Now this one might be hard for y'all, y'all, because I had I had to double and triple check this to make sure that it was right. What nice sister carried and gave birth oh, to Darth Jesus. Maul? Yeah, no chance at that one. No chance. Fucking, uh, yeah. No chance. The White Witch. The White Witch. I don't know. That's fucking Narnia. The White Witch. <laughs> what night, sister, carried Professor and gave birth to Darth Maul? Professor McGonagall. Night Sisters. No, there's a particular Night Sister that carried and gave birth to Darth Maul. And his two brothers. Because he had two brothers. Savage and then he had another brother. Jahai or something like that. The Night Hooker. The Night Hooker. (laughs) All right. Y'all ready? Come on, I'm trying to give y'all some time on the chat because I know that this fucking thing is like a minute off. Alright, here goes the answer. Mother Towson. Was it really? Yep, Mother Towson was actually his mother. Don't say it was nope. father, one of the Knight brothers that she molested, but you know what I'm saying? Oh she yeah, because carried... weren't like the the females. Now it doesn't it doesn't say and I and I I did a lot of research on it. It doesn't say it's Savage, and the other brother was carried by her as well. But they might all had the same father. But Mother Towson definitely carried and gave birth to Darth Maul. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Question number three. By all rights, Maul should have died when Obi Wan cut him in half. So why didn't? Because his hate kept him alive. That's part of it. Because plot armor. Because some dumb writer wrote. <laughs> because so many fans liked him and thought he was so cool that they actually it was George Lucas's. It was George Lucas's idea to bring him back. Right. I, I, I think it. 
because he was so cool that uh, we can't kill him off too early. But there was an actual reason. There was three reasons. His Sith, his hatred, his Sith intensity, that's what it said, but basically hatred. Right. What's the other one? Star Wars team leader, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're right on the, the other one. His mom. his mom. Yeah, basically his mom. So he had nice sister magic. Mother Talzin put a spell on him that made him really, really hard to kill. And then there's one, there's a third thing. So the Sith, like the Sith hatred, the Night Sister magic, and Obi-Wan's shitty lightsaber slice, how he didn't aim for the head. No. <laughs> yeah. He cut him right across the stomach. So in all actuality, the rest of us would have died. Dathomirian physiology. Their organs are higher up in the body. Oh. That's what saved him. That's why he didn't die. Which kind of doesn't make, make sense when it comes to Obi-Wan killing him at the end because Obi-Wan, doesn't he slash, doesn't he stab him through the stomach the same way that Maul killed fucking Qui-Gon? I don't, I don't know, dude. And the Rebels? Anyway. So that's the real his Sith hatred, Dathomirian physiology, and Night Sister magic is what saved him. Basically, from what I read now, I this was from several different sources that the Night Sister magic kept him from bleeding. So if he was cut, uh, he wouldn't bleed. So that would help him survive. Basically, it was like a force. So he field. couldn't bleed out. Yeah, so he couldn't bleed out. Which I don't know. We're even getting cut in half. And is the 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 nice sister magic and the Dathomirian physiology. He still fell down a fucking giant ass shaft when he hit the bottom. He should have died. Okay, question number four: Who said I am not your kind? I do not feed off of vengeance. I'm not your kind. I do not feed off of vengeance. I right, bro, what the hell? What's it from? Is it Clone Wars or yeah? I guess oh, I don't know that. It's Clone Wars? From Clone Wars. Yep, yeah, it's from Clone Wars. Fuck. <laughs> See, that's tough, dude. If you give me like a quote from like the movies, I could probably get it to you. But well, Clone it, Wars, I, there's so many episodes and there's so much. I, that it's I, like, I, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with the Night Sisters. Because all Night Sisters, you know right. what I'm saying? Night Sisters is kind of playing a big part because. We're talking about George Lucas's vision. I have a feeling since George Lucas was the creator of the Night Sisters that they might have been possibly explained in the wheels part. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that that was one of my ideas for the wheels part. You know, if they was going to explain the wheels of the Force, how the Night Sisters could use the Force to make yeah, magic. True, 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 you know true. what I'm saying? So that could be a good way for them to explain the wheels. Uh, I'm, I'll guess like Dooku talking to the Night Sisters. Nope. Oh, okay. Come on, chat. I would say Savage, but Savage and Maul, it seems like that's their whole personality's revenge. So. <laughs> <laughs> they feed off of vengeance. Yep, Star Wars team leader got it. Ventress? Ventress. Yep. That makes Ventress sense. That makes sense. And she said it to me. I, like, <laughs> I was like, it definitely not Maul or Asajj, because that's like 
Literally, their whole personality is vengeance. Okay. Padme and her allies in the Senate present Chancellor Palpatine with a petition of how many like-minded senators that deeply concerned with the Clone Wars. So the oh, question is, how, how many? many of the like-minded senators? How many? What I number can't. of like-minded senators uh, deeply were concerned with the with the Clone Wars and the way that Palpatine was controlling the Clone Wars? One hundred and fifty. Higher. Three hundred. Higher. Uh, I don't know. 3,000. That's probably oh, too high. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only like 3,000 senators total. I don't know how many. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. How many senators are in the Senate Republic? Well, I guess that wouldn't even... Yeah, because there could be multiple senators from the same planet. You got two different races, two different senators. You got 10 different races, 10 different senators. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Answer is 2,000. 2,000 people, 2,000 like-minded senators petition Chancellor Palpatine. Okay. Who is the first official leader of the rebellion? Official leader of the rebellion. That's a great question. Who's the leader of the rebellion? There's leaders, Mon Mothma, I'm assuming. Yeah, Mon Mothma was the first okay. official leader of the rebellion. Oh, so it's Mon Mothma? Yeah, it's Mon Mothma. Okay, oh. that, you, got, you got it right. It was a good guess. There I know you, go. you didn't know the damn answer. <laughs> but well, no, no, no that's there. what I was saying. I was like, Mon Mothma was like the leader of the rebellion, but I don't know if she was like the first one. I know hey, she was like an when official I first, When leader. I was first thinking of the question, um, I thought it was Bill Organa because Bill Organa was the one setting up everything in the first damn place. You know what I'm saying? So I thought he was like the first leader, but he was never even a leader of the rebellion. He was right. just part of the rebellion. He never led shit. Even I'm like, dude, you was fucking fulcrum. Ain't I mean, that? He was probably a leader, but he wasn't the leader. Yeah, my Mothma was the leader, the very first official leader of the rebellion. And then she became the chancellor. Okay. For much of its thousand-year history, the Republic had no need for what? An army. What the fuck? That's part of it. What? <laughs> a standing army? I don't. I don't like a grand army of the Republic. I don't get what I'm missing here. Think about our armed forces. A Navy. I, I'm so fucking lost, bro. A draft? What do they call it all? What do we call our armed forces? Military. Yeah, they had no need for a military. <laughs> what the fuck? Save God damn it. <laughs> okay, who said the politics of this war are not as black and white as I once thought they were? Padme. Nope. Really? Damn. I really thought that would have been Padme. Uh, Ahsoka? Yep. There we go. Okay. <sighs> Jedi leadership. I mean, 
They, they kind of were the generals of the military. But <clears throat> that's what messed up the whole thing. That And Palpatine knew that was a way to corrupt the Jedi, is put them in a war. Jedi don't do good in war, as we see in the books. When they're in wars, they start doing evil shit. <laughs> the, the, they didn't need a military um, because of the fact of, that they had a Jedi. The Jedi were peacekeepers, you know what I'm saying? They'd go and negotiate, and they didn't need a military until they needed a military. And then they got a bunch of clones that were chipped in they the head. They didn't need a military until they needed a military. <laughs> yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn was a renowned tactician, but what did the other admirals refer to him as? Admiral. I like his nickname. That's a great question. What did the other leaders refer to Thrawn as? Yeah. What did the other admirals refer to Thrawn as? Everybody knows he's a renowned tactician, but what what did they call him? Like, what was his nickname to them? Thrawny boy. No. Blue skin joke. No. That's a good that's a good one. <laughs> but no. Blue balls. Blue balls. All blue balls. All blue balls done got them. Blue balls suck. I had blue balls once. That's the most terrible shit ever. Uh, um Yeah, I don't know. Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue, no. Actually, when I was first creating the question, I thought the fucking alien or you know what I'm saying some shit like that like fucking oh, alien yeah. scum because he's the only yeah. alien in the entire imperial <laughs> um name yeah you know what I'm saying? He's probably the only... some like derogatory racist term yeah yeah that's what I thought it was gonna be but it's not old red eyes <laughs> that's another good one <laughs> I wonder if his balls are blue <laughs> got constant blue ball that's why he's an that's asshole what, that's so... what I mean that's what I call him blue balls um, they actually call them the intellectual. Wow, so very, very kind. <laughs> yeah, they called them the intellectual. Despite differing approaches, what father and daughter both resisted in the empire? I mean, are they real father and daughter? Yes. Okay. So despite different approaches, what father and daughter... It's all worse team leader. That's fucked up Palpatine's pit. <laughs> no, that was Vader. <laughs> yeah, that was Vader. Vader was Palpatine's pit. Um, you know it would suck if, like, if, if, if fucking Palpatine called fucking Vader boy all the time. Come here, boy. <laughs> that shit would be so fucked up and racist. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if that's what it was originally written as and then he fucking changed it. Yeah, I don't know. Despite differing approaches, what father and daughter both resisted the Empire? I don't, I don't we know. We seen it in Rebels. We seen it in uh, Bad Batch. Oh, Hera and her dad. Yeah, Cham and Harrison Dula. God, as soon as you said uh, Rebels and Bad Batch, I was like, oh, of course. 
Yeah, I, I had to give a hint because it's kind of like some of the times when I'll be hard. writing questions. It's like, what? You have to, because there's so many fathers and daughters and you got to figure there's so many. The first thing like. that popped in my head was like, I was like, uh, oh, Leia and Bail Organa. But then I was like, but they're not actual father and daughter, so. And they actually fought the Jedi. Uh, they actually fought the the uh, Empire the same way. They use the same yeah, techniques. Right, right. So then I, that's what that's what confused me. I was like, I'm, I'm a little bit off on that part. So that's why I didn't guess it. But. Yeah, that's it. I, I've been trying to make them a little bit easier, though. You know, I think uh, some of these questions be like, "What the fuck?" I don't even know the answers yeah, to this yeah, shit. Yeah. Been, I spent twenty minutes fucking figuring out the answer. <laughs> like, is that right. right? Let me double check that. Some uh, I still have to do it sometimes because sometimes I'd be like, some of these questions would be like, "What the fuck?" That's not right. Right. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Was that like, all of them? Yeah, that's all ten of them. Oh, I made it. <laughs> um, like. Um, Padme's ally at the center, like how, like, I don't know how many it was. And then, uh, by all rights, my, I've been asking that question forever. I didn't ever know the answer until today. Like, I had to literally look at, and I had to look up, like, because they don't ever talk up. All we know is that the Night Sisters, the men are sorry, and they send them off because they don't have no magic. And then they just go get them and train them to be whatever and use them for whatever. So, like, how are you supposed to know who carried Darth Maul? Like, when I'm thinking about the question, because I write out the question and then I go find the answer. I, I just think of a question in my head and then I go find the answer to the question. Because I'm like, dude, you know what I'm saying? So I really, I like, I don't even know what made me come up with that question. Like, why did I even think that? Like, does it ever say anywhere? Because sometimes I ask a question and I can't even find the answer because there is no answer. Like if you ask, right. where did Yoda come from? There's no fucking answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, right, you did well, good too, uh, Star Wars team. I didn't do too bad. Yeah, you didn't do too bad. Yeah, and Star, Star Wars team leaders, really good. He knows what's um, up. But like for uh, to find out in Mother Talzin, it actually says that in Wikipedia or Wikipedia that Mother Talzin gave birth to fucking Darth Maul like holy shit like that was his real mom I thought she called everybody son you know what I'm saying she called Savage son in in the thing but you know what I'm saying I didn't but it doesn't say that she carried Savage or um his brother it only says that she carried Maul but she did call Maul uh, Savage son but she called all of them son yeah (laughs) so it's like it's kind of hard to uh yeah, I thought I thought it was more of like a ceremonial mother. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was. But no, she was actually Darth Maul's mom. Like, oh, ain't that a crazy? Sh- that's some crazy shit right there. Like, I didn't know that. No wonder Darth Maul's so fucked up, dude. But but she, the Palpatine came and took him away when he was a child and trained him from the time he was a child. Right. So that's why Mother Talzin. I didn't ever get why Mother Talzin had some against Palpatine and Dooku. I didn't ever right. understand that because they would go there to, to to recruit their apprentice. And then when Darth Maul was supposedly dead, Mother Talzin knew him by the, her magic that he wasn't dead. But Palpatine just kicked him to the curb and got Dooku as his, her new, as a new apprentice. So she held a grudge. First off, you took and then that's kind of what the um, reference in... Um, and visions the one where the chick and her son is a is part of the the sith or is part of the um thing that's what that was based off of 
like when I got the research and the question and I really got and then some other shit popped up and then you know I go down a rabbit hole and I found out that that vision was based off of Mother Thousand being mad at Palpatine for Darth Maul and that's what gave the inspiration for them to do the one where the chick is flying around the thing the dancer chick and then she sees her son up in the fucking thing and he's an emperor or the, right. he's a um, imperial soldier that's what that was based off of and I was like holy shit like I did not know none of that, so it's cut. That's one of the good things about coming up with the questions and researching the questions. I learn a lot of shit. I'll forget it tomorrow, but you know yeah, what I'm saying. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll you will forget it, bro. You don't write that shit down; it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it written down. I save all the questions because, I, like, I keep on saying, if I ever get time, I'm gonna come out with a book of the the, the oh, hardest Star gosh. Wars impossible quizzes ever. Like, yeah. but I just don't. It's like I just don't have no damn time. Time is like fuck. I'm so damn busy that I don't have time to do oh, shit. shit. Yeah. I'm mean, I'm started on it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm nowhere close. I think I got the first page written. <laughs> I think I wrote the first page. But I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it out there for everybody. And then everybody that listens to the show, all of our people that are here every day, y'all getting it for free. Because y'all already know all the oh, answers. Yeah. But it's going to be like 500 questions. Because, dude, we... Shit, you know how many questions we done asked on this show? A lot Shit, of questions, a lot. Yeah. Ten questions a week, and we're at 194. Oh, that's another thing. I'm working. I'm working on getting for our 200th episode. Get, you know, what I'm saying, getting some celebrities on here because we, I, I haven't asked nobody. You know, we just haven't been asking anybody. You know, what I'm saying, like, I couldn't even tell you the last time I asked, but I sent out like probably like a hundred emails. I mean, I've asked some people, but you know, it's just been random, you know, Twitter and YouTube ask, you know, you might not ever hear shit, but I actually hit up some people on through their, um, through their promotion companies to come on the yeah. show. So hopefully we get somebody good. This, I got one person in particular that I kind of want to get on cause he's been in, and it's a guy. He's been in Mandalorian. He's worked on Mandalorian. He's worked on Andor. He's worked on Ahsoka. He's worked on The Bad Batch. He's worked on a lot of, like all, like all the shows. He's done worked on a gang of shows. So Damn. I, I'm hopefully we can get him on here and he can, you know what I'm saying, go in. He's acted and um, did background shit. Um, really? Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? I hope we can get him on here. Um, his, his actually, his, um, uh, what the hell are they called? His, uh, representative um agent promotional representative actually sent me his personal email address so i emailed him personally oh, so, so hopefully we get him on here for the get 200th lucky. episode i don't want to tell y'all who it is yet because y'all gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> but if we can get him on here it's gonna be dope because then we can ask them questions that we've been wanting to ask so there's some questions i want to know about how they doing this shit like uh, some of the some of the things that they're doing i want to know about so definitely working on that, but hopefully we can get a celebrity for our 200 episode because this is 194. Actually, we've done more than 200 episodes, but like not in the in the queue. If you look in the queue, you know because there's some episodes that are not numbered because they weren't necessarily a Saturday or a Wednesday episode. So at lies, we're at 194. Like so, definitely want to get somebody on our 200 episode celebration yep, six more of them alright guys so I think we're gonna wrap it up we've been out here for two two hours and 17 minutes so yeah, we're gonna dude. wrap it up <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed our little outtake on you know what I'm saying what we thought about George Lucas's um, sequel trilogy I know it was a lot more reading a lot more seriousness than the, the joking that we usually do but 
You know what I'm saying? It's Sometimes good. we got to get serious. We got to get down. We got to do some research. We got to get down deep. Go down that <laughs> rabbit hole and find out how crazy the the greatest human that ever lived on this planet was. You know what I'm saying? Other than Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> because George created this wonderful franchise that we get to enjoy week after week and day after day. And we couldn't have done that. We, we wouldn't be here without George. So, you know, but sometimes... You know, we got to get down deep. We got to get into his head. We got to think about what he's thinking about, and we got to come to a conclusion. Like, no he might how not have wild made it the, was. Like, he might not have been the best person to make the sequel trilogy, especially if he was talking about that wheel shit. What the fuck is this wheel shit? I don't give a shit about this shit. I want to see some fucking. I want to see Maul and. Hey, he had, see, you got to give it to him. He had it thought out, though. Yeah. Dude, all the interviews that I looked at, all the stuff that I looked at, like, dude, I read so much shit over the last two weeks and watched so many interviews about him talking about it. And the only thing that really confused me is he changed a lot. Like, you watch one interview, he'll say one thing, and you watch another interview, and it'll be something different. Like, dude, is George, like, getting senile in his old age? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, well, why is this totally different than the last shit that you said? Do you have, like, a lot of different ideas? Oh, I... I did read one thing. I watched one interview. He said he actually had 12. There was going to be 12 parts. So I don't know if, if there was three different, two, or the sequel trilogy is separate from another trilogy. Because he said there was 12 movies that he had thought out all together. And this was back in 1970. That he had all 12 already thought out. He had like the, what he wanted to do in all 12. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So he, he could be talking about a different sequel trilogy just because not really the sequel whatever the fourth one would be quad trilogy or whatever so which makes it kind of confusing because it's like what are you talking about <laughs> but i had a lot of fun researching it. i hope you guys guys had a lot of fun and i, I don't know if, it, if it's the mall and dark talon and luke and leia and the kids and all that i think that would have been a dope ass trilogy <laughs> yeah why don't you let the I real would've... shit out I would have, I, and you know me, how I am with Dark Maul. I would have been okay with Dark Maul killing back for that. It'd have been better than Snoke and Palpatine. Yeah. Least, least, least we have an answer. Like, if you looked up why how Palpatine came back, dude, he like, there's like four million. There's like hmm. four million different ones, different explanations on what it could have really been. Was he a clone? Was that the clone? Did he essence transfer from his original body to the clone body? Was that was that the clone in the in in, in the Death Star? And he threw the clone over, and the essence transfer went back to right. himself. I mean, like, there's like real no answer. At least we know why Darth Maul. Now we do why Darth Maul survived because he had hate. He had good anatomy. And he had magic. <laughs> Those, so the Holy Trinity. <laughs> he had everything that he needed to All survive. Right. I still don't understand how he survived the fall, but hey, that's a whole nother story. But there, guys, we are out of here. We will see you guys next week or Wednesday. We'll see y'all Wednesday for the finale of Ahsoka. Of Ahsoka. Holy shit. Ahsoka. I'm excited. I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what happens. But I'm really enjoying this, this show. I know I talked a little bit of shit, but I, I'm really enjoying this. And so we will see you Wednesday. Until then, stay outrageous and may the force be with you always. Thank you for tuning in to LSR. If you've enjoyed the show, consider subscribing so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to be a guest on the show or just want to give us some feedback, feel free to email us. You can also reach out to us on all major social media platforms. 
Lightsaber Radio is produced by Pickfilm Media and is a Swaycast original, starring Garrison Turcott, CJ Elliott, and Kyle McDaniel. And don't forget to join us next time for more adventures in a galaxy far, far away.